Hello and welcome to another episode of that Disney Parks podcast. Hey, got it right, didn't I? Um, I'm still here and I'm joined by Craig. Hello. I am joined, who, who um, well, we've not had his funeral yet, as you can hear, he's here. Uh, we're joined by Mr. D. Happy holidays. What it is. Is it? Season. November, mate. November. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, I was, yeah. I, okay, well, when we start talking about Disney news, you'll see it's the holidays. Okay. <laughs> yeah, touche, touche. Um, and we have somebody new joining us tonight. Um, this is somebody who, if you listen to the Mickey Waffles podcast, and if you don't listen to the Mickey's Waffles podcast, why not? Um, this voice will be familiar to you. Um, it's not Sinead. It is indeed the co-host from that show, which are by Kate. Hello. Hello. Uh, also, happy holidays. I agree. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but you're... See, That's it. See, you're, you're, um, you, you and Sinead are like the polar opposites. Yes, very Especially this so. time of year. Because, you know, in Sinead's world, holidays are over. Yours are just mm. beginning. Correct. Yeah. And yours are going on for much you mean, longer. Yeah. You mean the most wonderful time of the year? That's yeah. correct. That's, correct. That's what you meant. Yes. Like the yep. Dolme like the Dolmeo trucks. Bolognese is coming. Bolognese is coming. Um so Kate, you are uh well, I don't know. I mean, in the contracts it did state that you need to appear on all podcasts. Um, but you know, I'm gonna be a bit lenient with you. You can uh, join us on whichever shows you want to, whenever you want to. But um, you're you're going to be here for a while, right? Oh yeah, I'm like a special little gift. You don't know when I'm going to arrive, but when I'm there, you'll be so happy. <laughs> <laughs> Being on more episodes this month than Ryan, so everyone's see. Winning. Look at that. There one you way go. Up, one way up. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. In fact, to in be fact, fair, I listen to. Have you listened to Theme Park Trader Three Hundred? Uh, no, I was saving it for a special occasion because oh. it's a special number. Use the mute button, mate. Use the mute button. When you're going <laughs> to cough and sneeze, mute or edit it out. Oh, or do really? something. <laughs> oh, Thing is, Ryan does even less editing than I do. <laughs> Park Trader, 300 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you've really sold it to me. I have to listen. I yeah, yeah I think as soon as we're done, I'm going to listen to it as I fall asleep. I just, Take I can't think of anything better. Next to the bed. <laughs> to, to be fair, Kate only has to record, uh, uh, well, about 90% of the episodes we've got left to record for the year, and she'll have been on more podcasts than Ryan. So, of this show anyway, I mean, obviously, you know, Ryan is able to do theme park trader. You know, it's just us that, you know, kicks to the curb whenever he wants. Love you, Ryan. Kate, did you say you're going to listen to it as you fall asleep or fall asleep as you listen to which one was it i could never mind don't answer that you're just going to incriminate yourself that that actually reminds me um in fact it reminds me i've got to go and listen to some voice messages but uh right now no i am i am slightly (laughs) professional only only slightly um but one of our lovely patreons kevin um does does tell me that he will uh, often put us on as he's going to bed to fall asleep to. Oh, for sure, Nicholas, yes. I listen to uh, the, uh, that Disney podcast and uh, I'm smoking a doobie in the bed, yes. Oh, yes. Craig, like, that, we like our patrons. Um... Please don't yeah. upset them. What a, I mean, like, Kate has basically 
filled in for for Sinead and like so. But oh, nice. What I haven't said. Well, well, what I haven't said is Dan is actually on the episode now. Replaced Ryan, aren't you, Dan? Who's, who's see, Dan? see. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Craig, Craig, you know that voice you did there. You remember that James Bond film, the Sean Connery one, where he dresses up as a Japanese? Is that the audio version of that? <laughs> Kate Tam. Because it definitely like, sounded like I, Sean Connery does Japanese. As as I think I mentioned recently, there's only one film I've ever seen Sean Connery do an accent and actually do it well, and that film, my friends, was Darby O'Gill. He seems to forget how to do accents uh, after Darby O'Gill. To be sure. Anyway, uh, let's start this show off as we do with most of our podcasts and ask what everybody's drinking. Um, so, Kate, I'm going to come to you first as a newest member. Um, what are you drinking? Just water. Just water. Yeah. It's fair enough. It get, it's too late. I can't drink anything else. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, yeah. See, so you, 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 you'll get used to it. Don't worry. You'll get used to it. <laughs> Uh, Mr. D, what are you drinking? Just tonic water. Oops. Oh, it fell into some gin. Oh, oh. shit. It's polluted. I'm going to have to drink it anyway. Oh, what a, a sneaky little gin, eh? I know. He's a sneaky gin But it's gin a grapefruit drinker. and rosemary tonic water, so it's good for me. Oh, is Cheers. that a fever tray? No, it's London Essence. <laughs> if you know them. Well, I don't know. If- if Patreon's under where our money's going. I'm from somewhere. Yeah. Um, Is that any good? Fun. I don't know. I don't know. I, Sounds I'm good. drinking um, Thompson's tea, which is smuggled back from Scotland. Four generations of passionate tea makers. Hang on a second. So, Four generations, that's 40 years, right? It's not. That's not very long. No, a generation Did isn't you... a 10 years. Fucking hell, well, that's, well, that's a decade. I know it's a decade, but technically... You know. 1896, he started passionately making tea. I and don't know if I should drink this. Is it any good? In it. Oh, it's stunning, mate. Yeah. Um, I have got... I'm sitting in the dark, so I'm just trying to... Hang on. I have got yeah, don't a... Don't drink out of the fishbowl. Yeah. No, you're still in there. Uh, I've got a, cu- a Copperberg Hard Seltzer Black Cherry. Is that Black Cherry? Black Cherry. There you go. So... Because I've just been drink. Yes, yeah. Uh says the man drinking tea. Um yeah, I've just I'm, i just seem tea. to be I just seem to be like collecting alcohol at the wow, moment. Jack I'm not, wow, wow. Not drinking enough of it. So uh yeah, I'm trying to start cracking for a, a problem. Bit mm-hmm. No, the yeah. problem is 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 having so much and drinking it all. My problem is I just buy it and don't drink it. That's I've got the opposite. That is problem. a problem. You're yeah. right. But no, that, yeah. no, that's the problem. If you're not if you're, if you're not careful. If you're yeah. not careful, it will go off. Yeah, and then you're throwing right. it away. You don't we, want we, that. we we cleared out yeah, our fridge a couple of weeks ago, and we had to clear out a bunch of IPAs because they'd all gone out of date. Oh, mm. IPA alcohol's fine. Like yeah. you know, you can you can have that two or three years after. It's no problem. Someone might not appreciate it, but it's fine. Um, mm-hmm. Right, let's let's start off first with having a look at what is going on in the parks. After Dark Podcast is sponsored by HHNUnofficial.com. 
the home of Halloween Horror Nights news and rumors all year round. Find us on the web at www.hhnunofficial.com. So stop the fog machines and clear the cobwebs. It's time for another episode of the podcast that's nearly the same as all the others. Now, Mr. D, I'm going to come to you a bit later on because you said mm-hmm. you've got something you want to bring to the table. Um, I do. Not news related, but park related. So let's. Park related, yeah. Let's put a pin in it. But does anybody okay. have any news that they wanted to talk about? Yeah, there's quite a bit. There's quite a lot of Christmas stuff. So I did mention about all of these. So obviously, it's Halloween is gone and Christmas is here. So you've yes. got things like the Jingle Cruise is back oh. in the Magic Kingdom. And all our decorations have gone up. The gingerbread house is finished at the Grand Floridian. And it's got a 50th kind of tinge to it. Have you seen that? Have you seen photographs I haven't, of that? no. I've not seen it since it's been finished. I'm going to have to try and find a picture of it now. Yeah, it looks a bit, looks a bit strange. But, I mean, you know, you know that... The 50th is a lot of the merch and things like that. I've got this iridescent blue kind of sheet. Mm. So the gingerbread house has got that as well. It's got that kind of vibe going on. Uh, okay. I mean, it's good. But, um, Saw the Little Mermaid. It's a little bit different. Yeah. The Little that Mermaid. One, that one's cute. Yeah. Don't ask me what hotel it's in. I don't know. But it's the gingerbread house carousel that steamed oh. through Little Mermaid. Oh, hang on. We talked about it last last episode, didn't we? Is that um, was it Wilderness Lodge? Maybe the boardwalk. Possibly. The boardwalk. They all are just too expensive in my head, so I don't tell the difference. (laughs) (laughs) That's a spirit, Kate. You're going to fit right in here, at least with me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. And also. You got the all the decorations are up at the Wilderness Lodge. You mentioned the Wilderness Lodge. We got the huge tree and all the decors. I mean, Wilderness Lodge is fantastic at Christmas. It's, I mean, it's got that it's got that woodsy vibe anyway, which mm. the big fireplace. So that that works really well at Christmas. Um, okay, and in um, Disney Springs, they've got whoops. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna. I was just gonna say, Kate. Um, just because of what Mister D said there, I'm right in thinking that you're a fan of um, Sequoia Lodge, aren't you? Yeah, it's the best best hotel on property. Well, uh, I've not been to I've not been to the Marvel one, but no. I think it's the best. It's the best moderately priced hotel on property in DLP. Yeah, yeah. and and for pretty much the same reasons what you were saying, Mister D. You know, it's got mm-hmm. that kind of log cabin style feel, yeah. which at this time of year is just you know the best. Oh. So cozy. Yeah. yeah. So the Wilderness Lodge is yeah, it's just similar similar kind of theme really, but kind of on steroids. Um definitely worth a visit at Christmas time if, if anybody's over there at Christmas time. And in Disney Springs they've got um like a Christmas themed Christmas tree trail. Okay. Saw that. Yeah, no. that looks that looks very cute. They um mm-hmm. they downplayed it this year. Sorry, I watched some vlogs on it, and it used mm. to be like this big thing, and you'd yeah. go get your map from somewhere special. But this year they're just like throwing them into the regular shops. 
yeah. and being like, oh, they're behind the till or the vlog I watched, they were literally behind a mannequin that's in the window. And mm. the person who worked there was like, oh, yeah, they're over there. And she was like, yeah. oh, OK, <laughs> 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 I'll just go into this window then and take one. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> so weird when that happens. Yeah. It's just very un-Disney like, yeah. which isn't strange the way the parks have been the past two years, but it's a bit naff. Yeah. yeah. The trees are cute though. <laughs> yeah, I saw a couple that were pretty good. So yeah, Christmas is in full swing and the parties have started. Uh, they're sort of slightly skilled back. Because what is it? Um, very many after hours. I mean, it's a strange name for it, but it's not, it's not Mickey's Very Merry Christmas part. No, no. I think it's Mickey's Very Expensive. Not quite as good as it used to be. Celebration or something like that. Well, yeah, yeah. I'll be honest, and Kate, I don't know if this is what you wanted to talk about or not, but staying on the Christmas theme, I mean, if I'm honest, all the good stuff seems to be over the other side. All, all over the, the other side of what? What do you uh, watch? The country. Or Disneyland. Oh, Disneyland. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, over the other side of what? Yeah, you, you'll, uh, you'll get used to my cryptic, crypticness. There you go. It's easy for me to say. It's easy for you to say, Nick. Yeah. Um, I think that Disneyland has always done Christmas better, though. Like, just for in mm. general. I feel like Walt Disney World, it's always been behind a paywall. And this year is more than ever. And even at that, it's not that great when you pay for it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the feedback, I think, I've, I've, the, the things I've seen on the Christmas party was it was good. People enjoyed it. But it obviously isn't quite what it used to be although they have got the full parade for the first time that's the first full parade yeah since pre-lockdown and the parade looked good so i think people have been enjoying it but it is a lot more expensive and it's shorter so that's that's kind of the downside room yeah i mean i'm sure people are enjoying it i'm just what i'm seeing appearing in in disneyland right now and i'm talking not just you know, parades and characters, but also things like food offerings just seem to be that yeah. much better. Um, maybe maybe it's because of my taste or anything. I mean, one of the things that caught my eye um, food-wise is um, there's a pineapple and coconut churro mm. that's available, and that just yeah. sounds delightful. Um, mm -hmm. you it's not know, very Christmassy, though, is it? Well, it, it's it's uh, it's a green churro. Oh, boom, Christmas! There you go. See, mm. <laughs> it looks Christmassy because the coconut's obviously white, <laughs> and the churro is like lime green uh, or Christmas tree green. Uh, I suppose that's probably the the best one. But um, as well as that, I mean, it's 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 what they're doing over there with characters and uh, parades, and I think. Kate, did you send a video over into the, the chat group about the um, the new bus uh, no. that's being used for the Christmas parade? Oh, the Muppets? With the Muppets, yes. Yeah, the Muppet one. I love yeah. the Muppets. Yeah, that does look love good. love the Muppets. It looks great. Yeah, oh, it looks, it looks fantastic. I mean, it's obviously... Uh, I, I suppose uh, similar to the um, American History Show. That have got in the world, um, but I think that's the first time I've seen the Muppets in a parade. Yeah, 
I don't know why they don't use the Muppets more. Like, is there a contractual reason? Do they not own the Muppets completely? Uh, they do now. There was, so I think they've only owned the Muppets outright since the the mid-2000s. It's not still they, loads of time that they should be used. Oh, no, absolutely. I mean, the, the, the Muppets movie, like the, the Muppets, that was the first kind of, right, we're going to relaunch the Muppets now. And it did look like at that time, because the film had done well, because it had been, you know, well well regarded, it did look like that was going to be like Disney's new thing for a little bit of time. And then very quickly it died off again. And they yeah. kept trying to, you know, okay, how, how, how can we fix this? Oh, we'll do a, a TV show that's like The Office, but with the Muppets. And that oh, didn't really so work. And then, you know, Muppets Most Wanted had come out and that wasn't very good. It was felt like a poor imitation of the first film. And then, you know, they recently they've done that I know it was during lockdown, but they did that that show like over Zoom. What was it called? Muppets. Oh, now. the like scripted, not scripted show that just looked like a bunch of teenagers had written Yeah, just just some sort of naff thing, basically. I mean, look, I will pretty much watch any pretty much watch anything you throw the Muppets into. But even that, I'd, I'd seen like one episode and was like, that episode is more than enough. I don't need to watch anymore. Um, so I think they do struggle, but people do like the Muppets. And I think yeah. using them in the parks, you know, like this, like they've done with the uh, the American show, um, is a perfect way of doing it. But I mean, you know, for, for a lot of people, like going back to what Craig said earlier about generation, um, you know, the Muppets are synonymous with Christmas because of, you know, Muppets Christmas Carol. So yeah. it's perfect for them to use them now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there used to be an Epcot as well, the Muppet, Muppets Mobile Lab. Yeah, it didn't... Uh, little... Yeah, but that was just be, sure. uh, uh, Beaker and... Um... Beaker and Bunsen. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, But it was a good little oh, piece of live entertainment. I was know, always... Impromptu sort of thing. Yeah, I was always gutted because they they were my well, still probably are my favourite Muppet characters. So I was always desperate to see it, and I've seen clips on YouTube and stuff. And yes, it looks great, but I was really gutted and never got to see it um, in person. But it's only recently that they've started doing stuff in the parks with the rest of the Muppets. Like that was the only kind of representation, wasn't it? Really, the the Muppets Mobile Lab. So yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously you got the. Muppets 4D, and then, like you no, said, they yeah, did I mean, that I mean American physical. show. I meant physical. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah sure. But yeah, I mean, I, I think they should be using them more if they can do, and and it's mm-hmm. great. Um, See, the problem is they have to pay them all, don't they? They don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't think they're. Pl- I don't think they're uh, paying proper puppeteers. If I'm honest, I don't think. It's no, like that. they're not. Disney don't care if they're proper puppeteers. Disney care that they have to pay somebody. <laughs> That's their issue. Whether they're qualified or not, they don't care. Yeah, they just don't true. want to be handing out the money. Yeah, this is this is mm. true. Um, but also, and I've only seen it at Disneyland, so I could be wrong. And if so, I'm happy to stand corrected. But um, we've also seen uh, characters from uh, Mickey's Christmas Carol as well. Oh, I thought that was great. I think yeah. that is mm. only at Disneyland. Yeah. I've only yeah. I've only seen it. I've not seen any clips from from Disney World, so I have to assume it's uh, it's only mm-hmm. there. Um, but um, yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's great that they're now out there um, 
and being represented because again it's it's something that especially of late and I'm I don't know if you were still working in the stores when it happened but like for years there was no uh Mickey's Christmas Carol merchandise at all and then oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. for a while there has been you know you got plush toys and little figures yeah they and started stuff. with um when I was there they would have had the little play sets and the little tiny figurines yes. not suitable for under threes because they'll just swallow them yes. um that's what they would have had got. those yeah yeah and also but I just um, think it's mad how they they just completely ignore some really big parts of their franchise that would make them so much money it's almost like out of spite. Mm. <laughs> it does feel like it at times, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that is very true. Uh, yeah. but- I think they've got to be careful with the Muppets. I think the Muppets are still really popular, but you can't you can't overexpose them. I mean, you can't. I think they they tried, didn't they? With the, like you said, with the two movies, and then they they had various shows like Muppet Babies and stuff like that. You've almost got to keep the Muppets for special, like like the Haunted Mansion special that just came out on Disney Plus. That was that was excellent. That was really good. If you try and do too much of it though, I think I think it quite quickly it's hard to keep up the quality, I think. Yeah, I think that's it with the Muppets. Like the Muppets are always expected to be really high quality because that's what they were yeah. when they first came out. They were something completely yeah. different yeah. and they were very with the times and their jokes yeah. were very witty and it was something different. Um yeah. like it was puppets making those kind of jokes it was great but then yeah. as they've tried to push them out more they just throw not so great jokes at them and just try to push them out harder but you can't do that with the Muppets they need time yeah. and they need attention and they need to be on brand and yeah. if they yeah, if the on... jokes don't hit then there people are like oh it's a bit rubbish yeah. Yeah. but I mean I, I definitely think you could you could almost make it like uh, once a year as a Muppet movie or a Disney Plus Muppet mm. special yeah. or something like that and, and it would be something that people would look forward to, you know, I wonder what it's going to be this year, you know. They've been remaking all classic Disney films, just mm-hmm. put a Muppet spin on them, just get the yeah. Muppets to do, I mean, Muppet Song of the South would be amazing. No. I, let's not, oh, let's not... no, okay. Why, why, don't why, think no. that's going to happen. Oh, I, don't, I really didn't want to have to edit this episode as well. We were um, having such a nice conversation about puppets and you just ruined we were, it. Yeah. Yeah. I think, but yeah, to go there. A, Muppet, a Muppet's Home Alone? Oh man, that'd be yeah. great. Be all over that, you know. Oh, that'd be so good. Mm-hmm. I'm actually... well, I think the good thing about Haunted Mansion is they it was it was about the Haunted Mansion, but they pulled in lots of other jokes as well about the parks, about other yeah, attractions. Yeah, it was pretty like on brand at the time. Nice like, touches. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you could almost do that. It's almost like yeah, it's against something like Home Alone, but you can bring in other stuff as well. That's so long as it kind of fits the the theme. Yeah. I, I know that there's 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 a Muppets for Christmas film. Oh, no, I've just double checked. It's an old one. I was going to say uh, a Muppets Christmas Letters to Santa is coming to Disney Plus, but this is an old TV special mm. from 2008. Mm. So I don't know what the Muppets were like in 2008. It could be the dark period. I'm not sure. But um, mm, I think so. I think the problem in general, though is that there is a there seems to be a real lack of good comedy writing at the moment in general like the, again because you have to pay them <laughs> i don't mean i don't mean for muppet style i just mean in general like yeah still the, the the number of uh comedies i've gone to see at the cinema 
um, where I've like barely chuckled is like outstanding. Like it, it seems to be lightning in a bottle stuff nowadays. Whilst before, if you was going to go and see a comedy, you was guaranteed like some good laughs throughout it. Now mm. it, it's very, uh, it's very much a mixed bag. Um, and so I think that's, well, there's that's a lot. Of, I think there's the a lot of derivative it. stuff. Huh? Yeah, I think the problem is a lot of them are just like, oh, this worked, so you know we'll, we'll get we'll get somebody like, oh, I don't know, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of copy something that worked. It will just it will just be a different theme, but it will be the same same guy making pretty much the same jokes. I mean, you know, there, there just seems to be a lot of that trying to cash in on stuff. And, and it, I think it's when somebody produces something a bit more original that it, that it works. You know? well, yeah, to an extent. Because with action movies, you can, you can to some extent, you can cut and paste and you can still get away with it. But you can't really do that with comedies, I don't think. No. But Not so I, easy. I think, the, the re, for me, the reason why I think The Muppets Haunted Mansion uh, worked so well is because it was almost a parody. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it kind of took some of the theming of the ride, but it, it kind of made yeah. it a bit more light and fluffy. Um, and so yeah. I think if you're going to make a parody of stuff, I think that's probably an easier way of succeeding than yeah. trying to come up. Because every time they try and come up with new stuff, it's very much let's just throw a load of shit at the wall and see what sticks. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, and, it, and it quite often doesn't work. But when they drill down into it a little bit and try and make it more of a parody, it seems to work better. So maybe that's it. And, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, a once, once a year Muppet special, that sounds ideal. And that gives them plenty of time to, to work on it and, and really think about it and make it good and not have that pressure of, we've got 10 hours of content to fill for a series or we've got, uh, you know, a, a two hour film that we've got to make that has to come out in, in 18 months time. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, mm-hmm. I think, I think that's where they're, they're kind of going wrong, but where they could quite easily, uh, make it, make it better. Um, wh- oh, Mr. D's gone. That's fine. Yeah, he just disappeared. It was a poof. <laughs> he, he, he obviously didn't like what I was saying about the Muppets. Uh, <laughs> He's like, no, I don't. Goodbye. No, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Um, I am back now. Oh, thank God we, for that. We laddie, what I are you gonna, seeing, man? I was going to call Taggart and see if he knew what had happened. Um, do you um, do you have anything yourself, uh, Scottish Craig? Was there anything that you'd seen in the news that you wanted to talk about? Um, no news, uh, really. But I have been watching a lot of... Um, Genie and Genie Plus videos. You and me both, Craig. You and me both. Getting to, <laughs> getting to grips with it. So mm. I've, I've been watching. Um, I did Genie um, all day and I did everything that Genie told me to do. Mm. And Genie is shockingly bad. Oh, yeah. So these people that I've been watching, it, it says, um, at every opportunity, it's saying, do you want to buy something? Do you want an upgrade? And they're like, no, we're going to do everything that you say, but we're not paying. Um, I want to do A, B, C, D, E, and F rides today. And then it goes onto the next screen and it Why generates. Are you being so aggressive about it. <laughs> Craig's always aggressive. He just hides it well sometimes. And, and 
it generates their day for them. And like they might have said that one of the rides you want to do is Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, or or so because it's a free version, so it's in there and you can just queue up for it. That's not even in the list. It's got them going onto the other side of the park to go and have a pie at, at a quick service. So can we can we come back to Genie Plus because that that kind of hits on yeah 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 it's yeah. one of the it's one of the things I was gonna I was gonna talk about. No, that's put, that sounds good to me. Yeah, put a pin in it. Yeah, put a pin I, in I've it. got more to say. Put a bow on it, a little Christmas bow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> put a Ryan <laughs> Snot rag on it. <laughs> um, the only other thing I wanted to mention this is this is like hot, fresh, hot off the press, or it is when we're recording. Quite by the time toasty. this comes out, yeah. When it, when it when it goes out to the public, it won't be for our, our patrons. They'll be the, the first to know. Um, Mickey's Toontown is going to be closing ah, yes. in March 2022 for a reimagining. And mm-hmm. I would say, from the looks of things, a slight expansion. Um, so this was revealed today by everybody's favourite person who works at Disney, uh, Josh Damaro, uh, friend of the show. I My love for Josh Damaro has really gone down in the past couple of months, I have to say. I don't, I, I don't know if he listens, and I don't really have an opinion on him either way, if I'm completely honest. But people oh. seem to love him. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yes, they, they are uh, expanding it. There is a conference going on this week, uh, which is the International Association of Amusement Parks and Attractions, or the IAAPA. I mean, that's just an awful name, isn't it? That doesn't matter all the tongue. In either context, if you're gonna if you're gonna like put something together that you're gonna then cut down into letters to make it easy for people to remember, that is not the one. It really sounded really like a, a scouser with a stutter wanting to go to the toilet. I, I, um, I, I, P, A. So Mickey's Toontown will transform into a vibrant symphony of sights, sounds, and sensations, focusing on sensory play. That I'm all in for. Oh, absolutely. And spaces for families to play together and relax. Um, he says we are so excited to leverage Disney's powerful brand. Have they got a powerful brand, Disney? No, nah, I don't think people anymore. know about them very much. Um, develop new stories and share even more magical experiences with our guests. The newly reimagined Mickey's Toontown be a welcoming place where families and younger younger guests can connect and play together in ha- and have uh, play together in fun new ways. Um, and I'm sure have the occasional punch up when uh, people get agitated uh, using <clears throat> Disney+. Plus, um, Mickey's Toontown will feature open grassy areas designed to encourage all kinds of play, from activity to tactile. See, again, I was right about the fighting. Um, one of the new areas coming to Mickey's Toontown will be Centennial Park. Do you see what they've done there? They need to stop shoving words into other yeah, words. It's not Disney. <laughs> it's not good. It's always been the Disney way. Like uh, it's, it's always, but I hate it. Yeah, it's awful. Uh, it's a nature-inspired environment with two interactive play experiences. Um, at the center will be a fountain with water tables for sensory activities, and at night the fountain will be brought to life in a unique spectacular. Uh, spectacular. Now that worries me because. If there's one thing that we should have learned from like watching films about zombies, don't bring stuff to life that's not supposed to be alive. Um, and this is going to uh, this is going to involve Mickey Mouse and Roger Rabbit. 
Ooh. Apparently. The the Mickey um sorry, not Mickey. Uh Roger Rabbit's cartoon t- Toontown Spin or whatever it's called. What's it called? Roger Rabbit's cartoon spin? And spin, I think, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that looks like it's gonna remain. That is on the plans. So that mm-hmm. does not look, look like it's going away. But obviously this is being done because uh, 2023 is when we will see Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway make its debut at Disneyland. So mm-hmm. that's, uh, you know, most of the reason why uh, they're doing the expansion. But it looks, you know, it, it looks great as plans always do. And if they do what they say they're going to do, then, you know, it's going to be uh, a great addition to the park. Mm-hmm. A park within a park. What's not to love? Trees. Yeah, Ooh. like the pictures look great, but like the pictures for Kite Tales also looked great. And <laughs> <laughs> we know how Kite Tales is, so uh... <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't. Other than the fountain coming to life, which, as I said, is already disturbing me. Um, I I can't see anything else in these that looks like it's going to collapse or fall on people. No. Yeah, it does look. It looks really nice. My only problem would be that they can't have the upkeep to keep it nice because obviously they're looking for like a very relaxed environment for families and um, possibly kids with sensory issues that don't want to be overloaded and they want somewhere calm to go and my problem is that like Mm. if they don't watch out for that it won't become that it'll just become more noise and more annoying children who bash into everything and lick things and stab you in the back with their strollers like Mm. it won't be a nice calming area for people to relax so top top tip if if you've got a kid that suffers from sensory overload, don't take him to a theme park. Even one that's got a little tranquil bit in the middle of it. Someone has probably, a nice little tree and a best, fountain that comes to life. <laughs> yeah, probably best just don't take him to a theme park. It's, just saying. It's yeah. I mean, it's and I think Kate, this is this is probably the first time I've ever noticed them like mention anything about sensory. Mm-hmm. Um, areas in, in one of their parks which I think is actually I mean obviously it's it's great that they're doing it uh, I mean it's obviously something that affects uh, me uh, very closely but mm. it also makes you wonder why why it's taken them so long to go we should do what everyone else does <laughs> because like yeah. lots of places have sensory areas or gardens or like quiet rooms or yeah yeah. I mean Jesus Christ, even even like the wrestling company that I watch, when they have live events, if you tell them that you you know you've got autism or you've got sensory issues, yeah. they they like provide you with ear defenders and there is a room for you to go and have like some chill out time if you need to and, and they you know they organise things for you. Do you know what I mean? Like it just seems mm-hmm. like such a thing that the rest of the world has been doing for quite a while now. Disney like, we're doing that now. It's a bit like when Apple invents something that everyone else has done for the last five years. But they haven't like, wow. done. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I am a sucker because, you know, I am an absolute Apple head, but that's, that's kind of what it feels like. But it's good that they're doing it. It's good that Toontown is expanding. It's good to see them actually planting trees in the park. That's, that's Watch good. Watch them be all fake. Well, possibly. 
I mean, you don't want them to be, but you're probably right, unfortunately. Like, you know, those fake trees that they put in for, like, uh, mobile phone towers so they don't freak out the birds? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the brain, the uh, the 5G does. Yeah. The 5G affects the birds, but <laughs> as long as they think it's a real tree, it's fine. Um, this is, um, so this announcement has been made uh, today at the start of this expo. There is a D23 conference, I believe, this weekend. Um, well, it's coming up soon, uh, where apparently they're going to be uh, talking more about these uh, these details. So we shall we shall see. Um, but there you go. Um, was there any any other news from UK? Uh, no, mine's like park, not park. But like, I didn't realize that D uh, not D twenty three that Disney Plus Day was such a big thing in the parks. Is it always been a big thing in the parks? No, no. Well, no. They 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 did a thing last year in the parks, but it was more just advertising the fact that it was Disney Plus Day. Mm. It um, just feels a bit weird. I don't know what it is about it, but it feels wrong. I don't like it. Okay. What 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 was it even like? <laughs> I don't know. It, it, the free hats. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. All of the things to give away, hats. Like, um, I know it just feels weird. Like, I know it's just it's a streaming service at the end of the day, and they're making it into a massive thing. I just don't get it. Like, I love Disney Plus. I use it a lot. I pay for the yearly subscription, and I paid. I was one of those people who paid before it even existed. But like, I just think it's weird to make it like a holiday, which is what they've kind of done. Well, they've, they've sort of copied Black Friday, haven't they? They've sort of gone on that, on that sort of model. Mm. You know, it's a Disney Day, your Disney Plus thing. You know? it's like... it, would have been, it would have been cheaper for them. Instead of making dodgy knockoff hats, right, it would have been cheaper for them to just give everybody who went into the parks that day an access code for a free month of Disney Plus. Wow. Well, they've pretty much done... I mean, they've not made it free, have they? But for this Was month... That... One ninety nine or something, wasn't it's, it? Yeah, it's $1.99 or one ninety nine uh GBP um for a month's worth of access to Disney Plus uh this month. That's if you join, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, it's if you join, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. like your first month if you're an existing member. Uh, then. Yeah, yeah, no. I mean if I mean I like Kate, I pay yearly anyway, so yeah, you get two months free or whatever it works out to be um but yeah if you're not a current subscriber or if you've previously been one you've lapsed then it's a way of kind of encouraging look 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 what we've added since you've last been here there's adult stuff now i mean not completely adult craig but you know adult enough um oh there's some adult stuff on there lad. <laughs> not not it has enough. gone and found it <laughs> yeah. i found i found the secret code you've got to um, look at the dark disney plus <laughs> on the dark web um but yeah there was a lot of um i mean i mean disneyland i don't know what they did in, in disney world but um in disneyland paris didn't they do a light show on the tower of terror uh yeah their stuff was all in the studios i think there was nothing yeah. in the actual park they rolled out their blue carpet in that really rubbish bit in the studios that i think is really tacky <laughs> you'll have to uh <laughs> you'll have to narrow it down i'm afraid kate <laughs> I'm not not sure exactly which part you're talking about. 
the like boulevard part where you walk oh, from okay. the entrance actually that into is... the park where yeah, you're meant is... to be like hollywood that bit Okay. <laughs> but it's actually just really bad facades that are like dripping with old grease and it smells and yeah yeah, yeah. there if you've never been to uh walt disney studios uh kate has just summed it up for you very nicely um but yeah i don't think it's well it's gonna be a yearly thing this is obviously uh you know how they do corporate branding but it it felt yeah it did feel a bit weird um yeah yeah i suppose it's like well now your holiday's over you can watch more crap on disney plus <laughs> i don't give us another hundred dollars yeah exactly. <laughs> if you haven't played paid enough for uh for genie plus okay well speaking of uh genie plus um mr d i am now going to unpin uh your uh your idea and hand it back to you uh you can take off the bow it's fine mm-hmm. sure okay unwrap it right so it was just um to mark the fact that uh a week ago today um the u.s reopened for international travel so some people have, have already been heading to the parks, to Florida in particular. And oh, the UK just, vloggers uh, have been loving it, but from what I can see on YouTube. They've all yeah. gone. I think they all went on one plane. Every yeah. every UK-based vlogger just got on the same plane to mm. Orlando. Yeah. So so that's great. You know, it's great that we can we can go back to the parks. Um, but I was actually playing golf at the weekend with a guy and we, we were just chatting and he, he asked me about holidays and I told him where I was going and I asked him about his and he said that he'd had a holiday booked uh, that got cancelled because of COVID um, and he just decided to use the credit to take his family to Florida at Christmas. And I said, oh, great, you know, so I started asking him questions and talking to him about it and it it really became quite clear that he, he'd been once before but it was a long, long time ago and it just me that a lot of stuff that's and um in particular uh through through the covid period so um i'm i'm in the process of kind of helping him but he's got a few problems which uh some of them will become apparent as i go through my top five list so this is the top five things that i think have changed um that you'll see have changed if you go back to Walt Disney World and you haven't been for quite some time, certainly since pre-COVID. Now, a lot of people who listen to this podcast or know a lot about Walt Disney World or Disneyland, you know, this will be familiar to them, but there is quite a few people out there who, who maybe are picking up the podcast, trying to listen to learn about Florida and Orlando and Disney World. And so maybe there's some some stuff in it to help them. So maybe we should actually recommend some one, decent podcasting. <laughs> well, you could do that as well. I'll make it a top six then. <laughs> um, well, actually, it's a top five, and then there's kind of like an honourable mention as well. So I wanted to to start um, with the parks themselves, and this was the one that that really um, kind of hit this guy in particular. So he is uh, arriving on the 19th of December. And he's there for two weeks and he's staying on site, but he didn't know anything about park reservations, right? On when he when he booked the holiday. And he subsequently has found out that you need a park reservation. So, I mean, I'm sure everybody knows, but for anybody who doesn't know, 
You know, even if you've got a hotel reservation, even if you're in the Grand Floridian, Disney's flagship hotel, and even if you've bought your park tickets, you still need a park reservation in addition to that. Okay, that's a reservation that you book online. It doesn't cost you anything. You need to have a park ticket. So you need to have paid for a park ticket. And then you need to book a park reservation for the particular park that you want to go to. You didn't say and, that these were going to be scary Disney stories. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to just put people wise to it just so they know what to expect. So Yeah, you might want to get his, a bit of his, paper and pen, Kate, actually. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I think I I will, but I think I I have reservations at least. <laughs> uh-huh. So, in his example, you know, he was thinking he was going to go to the Magic Kingdom on Christmas Day. I mean, why wouldn't you, right? No chance. So he is going to go to the Animal Kingdom on Christmas Day, and I actually went on and just checked today. Um, you between the nineteenth of December and the thirty first of December. There is only two days that you can get into the Magic Kingdom, the 23rd oh, and the 26th. Right. Yeah, two days, okay. There are various combinations of that. So you've got four parks. Some days, you know, you can you can get into Epcot, some days you can't. Obviously, things like New Year's Eve, everybody wants to go to Epcot. So New Year's Eve and Epcot is, is blocked up. Um so you so just to recap you you need a park reservation um to get in a park in addition to your park ticket and it doesn't matter if you're a hotel guest a disney hotel guest or not that doesn't give you any any privileges as far as that's concerned now after 2 p.m you you can park hop if you've got a park hopper ticket um so you might be able to get into a park after 2 p.m., but certainly in the morning you need a park reservation. So that was that was kind of the first thing, and that has bitten this guy pretty badly. Okay. And Kate, you're gone in January, is that right? Yep. And you've got all your park reservations booked? Yeah, we're going while Run Disney is on. The when we booked it, the lady told us that. She yeah. was like, Oh, run Disney. And I was like, Okie dokie, I'll get right on that. Yeah. Um, yeah. so we managed we booked our park reservations before that run Disney had even gone on sale yet. So yeah, we we have all of our we got we have loads of Magic Kingdom days, and then we have like spare cool. days and stuff as well. So we're all set for that. Yeah. Uh, great. What, what would Disney do in that situation or when your your mates hadn't bumped into you and turns up checks in and has got no reservations for any parks tough nuts. i don't know tough nuts but, but he might yeah, have spent like 20 grand on his holiday yeah and he's yeah, just I, don't, sitting... I don't know i mean i think you can i think you can get in later in the day so you can you can park up right but if you don't have a part any park reservation let's say all four parks were completely sold out and and by the way when i looked in that time period kind of 19th to the 31st there wasn't any day where all four parks were were completely booked i think there was one day where there was only the animal kingdom available uh that might have been new year's eve i don't exactly remember but there wasn't a day where nothing was available and obviously christmas is the busiest time of the year so 
hopefully you would be able to get into one of the four parks. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I mean, honestly, I don't know. He did, he did know about park reservations, but he didn't know when he first booked it. And he didn't, he didn't realise how busy it would be at Christmas. So by the time he did find out about it, and by the time he actually got round to doing it, he'd already kind of missed the boat a little bit, you know, which is why I just wanted to go through this list for people just to make sure you're thinking about that, you know, way up front, particularly if you're going at the really busy times, like Christmas, like Easter, if there's a, a Run Disney event on, um, 4th of July, um, Thanksgiving, remember, US has got different holidays from us, um, and and then sort of during the peak summer months, which again, US school holidays are, are different from ours, typically they go from the second week in June through to about the middle of August, third week in August, so, you know, those are kind of the busier periods, um, and hopefully as park capacity comes up, you know, it, it, it will get easier. Um, but at the minute, there still is a park reservation system. It might go away. It was only brought in for COVID. It might go away, but at the minute, it still exists. I think they said that they're probably going to keep that for at least another two years. Sorry, Nick, were you going to mm. say that? Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's not going away in the short term. No, no, I don't think so. I mean, you can see... From Disney's point of view, there's probably some advantages to it in terms of managing crowds and managing the staffing levels and things like that. But from a guest point of view, it's it's another thing. And it used to be, and we'll, we'll talk about some of the stuff in a minute, it used to be that you had to line everything up so you could book your fast passes in advance, you know, 60 days if you were on site, 30 days if you were off site. You could book your dining reservations, 180 days up front. So it used to be that you had to line those two things up, you know, which park are you going to be in because you need fast passes and then you'd, you'd line your dining reservations up to that. That's all changed now, but what it, what it is now is you got to line up your park reservation and, and if you get a dining reservation, then obviously you got you got to then line that up to the park reservation. So it, it hasn't gotten any less planning intensive. It's just changed a little bit in terms of what you've got to book it's more um, annoying and less fun yeah that's that's a good yeah that should that like, could actually be their motto for any future holidays that people have disney <laughs> world more annoying less fun well, and more <laughs> expensive dollars <laughs> yeah okay so that's number one right number two is extra magic hours have changed since since pre-covid and just to remind people, it used to be that it was one hour in one park per day and the parks rotated, right? That has now changed to it's all four parks every day, but it's only 30 minutes. So to me, it, it's, it is a good thing because it used to be that the park that had the extra magic hours on that day got really busy. All the hotel guests would, would flood to that. Now they're spread across all four parks, but you're only getting 30 minutes. So it's a smaller benefit, but it's spread more. So it's kind of some good, some bad on that one. It's a it's a pet peeve, though, for me, right? And the opposite of that, which also annoys me, is when you go to, and, and I can't remember, it might be King Ludwig's or something in Disneyland Paris, but they're guilty of this as well. When they advertise happy hour, 
where you get cheap beer, that happy hour runs for about three hours. Mm. It's not a happy hour then, is it? It's happy hours. And mm. this is the opposite. It's still called like magic hours, but it's not. It's 30 minutes. Yeah, but it's two hours. <laughs> that's what I'm, that's what Disney would say. It's, it's four and a half hours. That's, right. It's not how it's not how time works. I know. I wish it was four one hours, but it's but it's not. So again, just be aware of that. And I would yeah. and I would definitely say, again, anybody who's who's a bit of a theme park commando will know this. Get there before even the thirty minutes. So if the park opens at nine and you're getting in at eight thirty because you're a Disney hotel guest. Get there at eight, and get you'll probably be able to get in the park. You'll probably be able to get up if it's Magic Kingdom. You'll probably be able to get up to the top of Main Street, and then when the time comes, you're you're ready to get to the to the attraction that you want to get to. And don't stop for photographs. Don't stop for characters. Get to the big attractions. Use that time because it is actually quite valuable. I mean, you can definitely knock off one or two attractions in in that half hour big attractions that then saves you time later on but but don't paid just rock attractions up. as mm. well paid attractions paid attractions yeah you could get seven dwarfs and space mountain done that's right in in that half an hour and then you're free to yeah to disney plus it yeah yeah the rest of it definitely yeah and there's another piece but it only applies to deluxe Disney hotel guests and DVCs, they get extra magic hours in the evening. But you need to check the schedule for that. At the minute or the last time I checked, it was only Magic Kingdom and Epcot, and it was only one night each per week. I think it was Mondays and Wednesdays, Kate. Is that ring a bell? Yeah, it's ridiculous is what it is. It's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. But it's a, it's a couple of hours, I think. It's, like, it's a couple of hours on, like, sporadic nights. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's not even, like, even... It's not enough to even make you think about going to a deluxe mm-hmm. resort. Yeah. It's like if you were like, oh, we'll wait, like, another year and we'll save a bit more and then we'll go to a deluxe. It's like, it's not even worth it. It's not even like you get the extra time every single night. Yeah. And I believe... Away from all the peasants. I believe, Kate, you actually looked into this, didn't you? Oh, yeah, because when, yeah, when we were booking, it's literally when they were making these stupid rules. And <laughs> so I was like, okay, so like we went, I was like, we're going for a value and we're not going anything above that. And then I learned about the extra magic hours in the evening. And I was like, okay, okay, let's have a look. And it went from like 3,000 euro to like 23,000 euro. And I was yeah. like, no way. That's outrageous. You get another couple of uh, hours in the parks on select nights. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, that's, yeah. that's where the money's going. Even if I had, even if I had that kind of money, I would rather pay, I would rather stay at a value resort and pay for a VIP tour every day yeah. than stay in a deluxe resort. Because I yeah. just think it's not worth it. Yeah. There are there are other ways to do it. We can we can talk off link it, but there are other options. <laughs> oh. um, secret tips. Yeah, secret tips. Uh so that's number two. Number two is extra magic hours. Use them. Get there early. Um, I sound like that guy on Dinosaur, Dr. Seeker. Um, seat belts, use them. Uh, no flash photography. So that's number two. Number three is Craig. You can unpin yourself now, Craig. Is Fast Pass. I've talked about Fast Pass, but Fast Pass is dead. Fast Pass was replaced by Genie Plus recently. 
Now, there's Genie, which is a free enhancement or add-on to the My Disney Experience app. So you've got a free Genie, which is like this planning tool, and it tells you lots of information. Supposedly, it tells you wait times, if, if they're accurate. But then in addition to that, you can buy Genie Plus, which is like a paid fast pass. That's the first level of kind of paid fast pass. And that does most of the attractions that previously would have been fast pass, but it is a bit different from fast pass. You, you buy Genie Plus and you can book one fast pass at a time. So different from the old system where you could have three fast passes, you use your three fast passes, you can then try and get another another one and then use that and then get another one. Genie Plus is different. You, you buy Genie Plus for the day, you book your first one, and then either you use that or you hit a time limit, which I think is two hours, you can then book another one and another one and another one. But you cannot rewrite the same attraction multiple times. You can't go, you can't keep booking Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. You can book it once and then you can book Space Mountain once and you can book Thunder Mountain once. Um, I think that's right. WDW, mandatory fun. Yeah. Now then, in addition to that, you have a thing called individual attraction selection and that's for the two top rides in each park. So in the Magic Kingdom, it's Seven Seven Dwarfs, Main Train and Space Mountain. In Epcot, it is Ratatouille, which is the new ride, copy of Disneyland Paris ride, and Frozen Ever After. In Animal Kingdom, it's uh, Avatar Flight of Passage and Expedition Everest. And in the studios, it's the new Rise of the Resistance Star Wars ride and the new, relatively new Mickey's Runaway Railway. So those are individual attractions that you can pay for and you get front line access they call it lightning lane or lightning lane plus um but again you can only ride those one one attraction per day so you can go on rise of the resistance um you can pay 15 dollars or 20 dollars or whatever and the price does vary depending on the time of year and how busy the parks are you can you can pay for it and ride it and then you can do one other um so there's t- two levels of paid fast pass now. You still got standby, so you don't need to pay for any of this if you don't want to, and just use the regular standby lines. Um, but fast pass has been replaced by Genie Plus and individual attraction selection. All right, Craig and Kate, let it. Yeah, let yeah. Me I mean, that. what what have you seen, Kate, from the videos you've been watching? Um. What- basically that like so yeah like you said the basic package of genie is rubbish it doesn't actually show you where you want to go it doesn't care you could put in that you want to go to the moon and it would be like okay let's go right barnstormer like it wouldn't it doesn't <laughs> care like <laughs> it just wants to push you towards the stuff that it knows has low wait times and it wants to spread you out like i watched one girl and she put in all her stuff and it just kept sending her to alien swirling saucers. And she was like, you know what? Fine. I'll go do it. Whatever. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'll go do it. I'll spread it. I'll, I'll take one for the team here. I'll spread out the crowd. Um, people who have paid for it and have used it well, have used it well. Like if you start early, you start 
with like your earliest fast pass as pro- or lightning lane as possible and you go from there you can get a lot out of it um but then on the other side of things you can't arrive at the park at half two and hope for lightning lanes because there won't be any yeah. um which i guess is kind of it kind of makes sense like um it's kind of the same as the way disneyland paris used to do it and everywhere used to do with paper fast passes like if you arrived in the middle of the day any of the hot ticket attractions probably didn't have any times left because they're already gone like it's not it's not new like this is this whole theory isn't new it's just the fact that you have to pay for it now and i don't i don't think you could choose your time can you you used to be able to choose your time with the old fast pass plus system but I think you get the next available time on. Yeah, I think so. The I think, I think you, yeah, yeah, I think that's it. Like the next available one might not be until like half seven or something, um, yeah. and it's like half two now. So you have to find something else yeah. to do in the middle. But I don't mind that because if so, like what you have those two rides in every uh, every park that have the extra extra money. But if you have a fast power fast pass lightning lane whatever uh for something in four hours and it's something you want to go on you can use two of those hours to go queue in a long queue because you know then you're going to go get another thing after that and then okay then you're going to get a snack and then you're probably going to queue on a slightly smaller thing it's really just about knowing how to use your time um i like i wouldn't recommend paying for the extra extra stuff unless you were really in a pickle but like, I think paying for the regular Genie Plus, using that to your advantage, and then using your spare time to take hit the bullet or take the bullet and queue for the ones where you have to pay extra, you'll be fine. Yeah, there's a couple of things to say about that. So, if you pre if you pre buy Genie Plus, so let's say you're you're a UK yes guest and you're going to go for Kate two. has has done exactly this. Right, so you UK can. UK and Ireland, can, thank you very much. UK and Ireland. Yeah, thank you. You, you can pre buy it, but then you need to be pre buy it for the whole duration, don't you? Yeah, so but if you're you from got, the UK and Ireland, you get it at a cheaper price. Yeah, you get it at a cheaper price. It's £6.99, I think, as opposed to it's about $13 worth tax, I think. Or, it's $15, no, sorry, six, $15 16. a day. Yeah, well, it's 16 isn't it? Because it's 15 16, plus tax. Yeah, 16 yeah. So it's 15 or something like that. So that's sixteen dollars Yeah. So you get it cheaper if you're UK, but if you pre-book it, I think you've got to book it for the whole two weeks. Yeah, Whereas, you do, yeah. So if you're going to have a day where you're going to go to a water park, then you've wasted it. If you're going to have a day where you're going to go shopping or to a beach or to Universal or SeaWorld, or you're, you're, you're wasting it. So... You don't have to do that. You can actually book it on the day, but then it will cost you, I guess, the US price, which is sixteen dollars. Yeah, so, and if you like work it out, see, they've been very clever. They've done the maths. Yeah, like yeah. so, it's basically works out. Uh, depending on how many days you go, it's either a little bit cheaper or basically the same amount of money if yeah. you end up buying it every day, or yeah. or like if you end up only buying it for the days you're going to use it at yeah. that sixteen dollars. And yeah. so, just for like the ease of yeah. me trying to do this from halfway across the road across yeah. across the world sorry um i'm just like yeah i don't know every day i would get <laughs> but for <laughs> but for a u.s guest if a u.s guest is going to go for 10 days i'm assuming yeah. that they're paying 15 dollars the plus 15, tax 16, for the yeah. 10 days if they pre-book it yeah yeah right if you book it them. with her yeah so oh if you're a u.s guest you might just want to think about whether you want to pre-book it or whether you just want to buy it on the day because you can buy it on the day easily from what I hear 
Now, there's another thing about the individual attraction selections, which is the the plus plus <laughs> stuff, you know, so the rise of the resistance, etc. Um, if you're an on-site Disney guest, you can purchase those from 7 a.m. in the morning. Whereas if you're an off-site guest, then you can't purchase them until the park opens. So you've got a head start on things like Rise of the Resistance, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, etc. Kate, do you know if that's true for Genie Plus as well? That was something I was going to research. Yeah, as far as I'm aware, it is. It's the same. So like once you're on site, once you're staying on site, you can book your Genie Pluses from 7 a.m. Yeah, so that when you add those two things together, that what we just talked about there, the fact that you can book attractions earlier than off-site guests, and you add that to the extra magic half hour, Nick, you you have got something that if you use it right is is not a bad benefit. I'm not saying it couldn't be better. I think it could be better. I think it should be better. But if you're smart and you combine those two things, you know you can knock off three or four big headliners quite easily per day. I, I think it's still in beta myself. I think. Oh yeah. Oh, as, absolutely, absolutely. As to get more comfortable with it and, mm-hmm. and the expand it, I think you'll be able to get two or three, like the, the old Fast Pass. What, what I've seen, I've seen one vlogger turn up at Hollywood Studios at 11 o'clock in the morning, then pay for Genie Plus, mm-hmm. and his next available Genie Plus thing that he could book, i.e. old Fast Pass, was for like 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. And it and it was something that he didn't want to ride. So there was nothing else left in the park that day. So Disney have got fifteen dollars there for nothing. Yeah, um, it's kinda of, it's kinda of sky it's kinda of skyvy a bit. It's like give us your money and then we'll show you what you can have. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. I seen an, another fella who went into Magic Kingdom first thing at rope drop. He wasn't on site, he was off site, local vlogger. Um he got in, he bought Seven Dwarfs, and he bought, uh, that was $10, and he bought Space Mountain, $7. Mm-hmm. And in the day, using Genie Plus and going on the rides where the, the queue times were short, using the after, t- and, and the queue times, he timed every ride he went on for the queue, and they were all basically spot on. He mm-hmm. did 19 rides that day. Mm-hmm. It's got to be clever. Kingdom. It's got to be clever. Yeah, but, but a lot of people... Have never Aren't. been, but, yeah. Know, they, or they, you know, they they've been once or twice, and it, you know, it is worth doing your research, and it is worth watching some of these vlogs and and whatever. But but even you know, even this list, go away and research. If you if you don't know what it is, go away and research Genie Plus and individual attraction selections because it will be quite important if you go at a busy time, and you know. It, it, it's right what was said, you know, it is still early days. They will tweak this, it will change. Um, but that is uh that is number three and it's one of the it's one of the biggest changes. Um the old fast pass system is gone and this is what's replaced it and everybody kinda needs to get comfortable with it. I think they'll move the paid rides round as well. You know, so the last year of Splash Mountain, for example, mm. don't be surprised if that be- Comes a paid yeah. one. Well, I mean, they're going to have to, aren't they? I mean, when Tron yeah. comes online, when Guardians yeah. comes online, you know, they're going to knock something off. I think. I mean, it's possible they'll just keep adding and adding. Adding but, them on. Yeah, but you would think that that certain raids will get knocked off. You know, 
I would guess frozen, probably. If we we'll, be, we'll, be, we'll be sitting here in a year's time and it'll be completely different because they'll have gotten a year of mm-hmm. real data and yeah. real, like they don't care about the feedback, they only care about the data of yeah. how much they made, who was using it, when they were using it. And they'll just tweak it towards that and it'll be it'll be a completely different system next year. Yeah, but keep abreast of that. If you're planning a holiday, you know, you got to know about that. So that's number three. Number four is um, there is no Disney dining plan at the moment. So Disney dining plan went away when they shut all the hotels and resort restaurants and restaurants, and it hasn't come back yet. So if you're wondering where's your free dining, uh, where's your free dining plan, um, it, it doesn't exist at the moment. I think it's been it's been rumoured, it's been said um, that, that it's expected that the Disney dining plan will come back, but nobody knows when. And if it will come back in the same format, so at the minute there is no Disney Day in their plan. So that's another change from pre-COVID. Not even quick service day in their plan. And most of the quick service restaurants are open. Most of the table service restaurants are open as well, to be fair. But it still wasn't come back yet, which is a surprise to me. I thought they would have had that back for the 50th, but I know they still have staffing shortages and problems like that. They also don't need to. People are going to come regardless. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what, what does happen. It'll be interesting to see if they're getting the numbers that they had hoped to get for the 50th, because there was a bit of time there for yeah, September, October, where bit, yeah. Yeah, it was a bit quieter than people thought it was going to be. So it'll be interesting to see whether they kick in any promotions, you know, next year. Once you, January, there's usually a, a time when you start to see some deals and promotions and things like that. So it'll be interesting. But they've actually got another mechanic now. They don't have to just offer free Dis- free Disney Dining Plan. They can offer free Genie Plus. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I think they will. I think they will. I, I'm sure I can they will. See, I can see the offer being next year when mm-hmm. they're, they're you know, seeing that the occupancy is, is looking low that you'll yeah. get free D- Disney, free Genie Plus, and mm-hmm. you'll get one paid attraction a day. That's my prediction. Possibly, yeah. Ooh, Possibly. spicy. Yeah, I, th- yeah. I think it can happen, because it's still going to be, che- well, of course it's going to be cheaper for them to do that than to the, do. the Disney yeah. dining plan. <laughs> so yeah. it's it, it makes it makes absolute sense. Um, mm-hmm. Now, Craig, just going back to you, I don't know if oh. you've seen this, but have you seen anybody, because I have, who has booked or has paid for one of the um, premium attractions and then not been able to get on the attraction? What's happened after? Uh, I have not, actually. Um, I, yeah, know so I, of, I, I, I don't know what to do. I know of somebody who had that problem. The raid actually broke down and they went to get services and I think they were refunded. Yeah, it, 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 it does. They will offer you a refund, but it's obviously not instant refund as a lot of these things aren't. Now, so, is that an automated refund within no. the app? Does, is it, no. No, no, you have to go looking for it. Oh. Yeah, they, they, had to, they had to go back to get services. Yes, but I this, think it was. I think it was easy enough. I think I don't think they got any any grief about it. No, you um, don't like the, the person I saw. I don't think it, it was the same. It could person. be an hour out your day just to get your, your ten dollars back. This is well, also maybe if you're only you know if you're only going to go there for a few days, you maybe only got one day in Hollywood Studios, and you've been promising your kids that they're going to go and rise of the resistance, and that's it. You've blown it. You know, yeah. getting on a plane the next day. So. 
you know, just got to think about that when you're planning your trip. If there's something you absolutely have to do, you know, make sure you're building in plenty of time for it and do it early in the holiday. Another top tip. Yeah, it's uh, like you say, Craig, it's, it's having to do that is a bit of a joke because, you know, it could be, you know, you might only be waiting in guest services for 10 minutes or you could be waiting in guest services for an hour. But you've also got to get to guest services and then you've also got to then go and do something else afterwards. So, you know, that is time out of your day when this is supposed to be making your experience superior to what it was before. It's definitely something that they could build back into the app where Mm. it figures out that you didn't use it and then it sends you a notification and it's like the park is closed and this wasn't used and we saw that it was broken. Well, I was going to say, the thing is, they could just, there's nothing really stopping them putting a button in there for you to, you know, report a problem. Yeah. Or, or request a help. refund and under reasons why, you know, the ride wasn't yeah. open when I had yeah. my slot. Um, yeah. And they'll very yeah. easily be like, okay, yeah, you're right. Exactly. Someone on, someone on, the, on the other side of a computer will be like, yep. Mm-hmm. There you go. It's interesting. I'm sure I read in the blurb somewhere that they are non refundable. So once you've booked it, you can't cancel it. I wonder why that is. I mean, you're right, Nick. I mean, you know, if you're going to be practical about it, it's not like it's not like they don't know that stuff happens. I mean, they you know they've been running these theme parks for over fifty years. You know, they 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 know well longer than that. If you look at Disneyland, they know that you get um, failures of the ride, that you get uh, weather shutting certain things down. You know, so yeah, why why wouldn't they build in an easy facility i mean non-refundable to me that just means that you you know if kate decided on a tuesday that she's there and she's in hollywood studios and she booked rise of resistance then when actually i don't want to go on rise of resistance now Mm. that Mm. is you know that would easily fall under their terms and conditions of non-refundable you know if it's because you've Mm. decided not to do something or you've changed your mind then that's it's a bit like when you used to have to book things like cinderella's royal table and you had to pay you had to pay for that outright because that you know that was to reserve your place as it were um it just stops people or when they had the deposit system it stops people making reservations and then not going to them which could have freed it for someone else but if the fault is completely on their end you know it's they've not been able to provide you with what you've paid for then it, yeah you're going to get a refund yeah. it's just if it was me palaver. i would not yeah, and that and, it, and that's right. Yeah, as a palaver. But if it was me, I would not go until the end of the day. I just wait until park shots, or I'm leaving the park, or I do it at, con- at guest services. I'm sure you'd be able to do that at guest services in the hotel. So yeah, that's what I'd do. I wouldn't. I wouldn't trash your day to get to get your ten dollars back or whatever it is. I'd wait until the end of the day and go to guest services on the way out. Personally. Mm. But yes, okay. okay. Just to just to just um, finish on on the genie genie plus thing. So, Kate, yeah. when you book genie plus, and uh-huh. this is what I've seen in the UK. So I don't know if obviously this was the same when you booked it, but um, when I've seen it listed at places like Tui, it was for the duration of your stay. You couldn't book five days worth. Yeah. If you are there, yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah, yeah. the whole trip. Yeah. No, it's yeah. Like if you're if you're if you're pre-booking it, no matter where you're pre-booking it from, it has yeah. to be the whole stay. Yeah. That's right. Which is a bit annoying because I know that you are not going to be in the park. You're not going to be in a Disney park every single day. 
Yeah, but it's like it's like Kate said, Nikki. Like they've they've been smart about it. They're giving you a reduced price, but the the downside is that you know you, if you're going to go for two weeks, you're not going to be in the park every day over two weeks. But if you're getting it for six ninety nine, which is what about ten dollars, you're saving you're saving five six dollars mm. if you decide to book it. Yeah, so the money on a per day you, basis, the money that you'd have wasted. Isn't actually wasted because you've you've saved the money yeah. elsewhere. And the and thing is, as well, I think it like it's it's nice to have it known yeah. that I have it for every day. Like That's I true. do have a I do have a loose itinerary based on our park reservations. But yeah. like the days where we don't plan to go to the parks, I still have a park reservation for that day because why wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, and like if something happens or if it turns out that that day we've woken up and it's dead in there. It's like okay, off we go, and we already have Genie Plus, so we don't have to worry about it, and it's grand. Yeah. Um, and, and it's like the dining planning, you know, it's like free dining. It's yeah, it, it, it isn't if the dining plan, you know, it, it, it you can't you can save money on it, but most people just like it because it's like oh right, I've just paid for everything, all my food's paid for, and I just don't need to worry about it. I don't need a budget for it. I don't need yeah. to care. You once know. I once I, I get to Disney, that money's already yeah. paid. It's gone to yeah. me like. Yeah. <laughs> done it's gone yeah. I'm over it <laughs> so it'll be interesting to see if that's something that they, they do across the board because I'm not aware that they've done that in the state so I know they've done that for us because we tend to go for longer periods of time but you almost you almost wonder if if they wouldn't do that and say right okay if you buy it for five days it'll cost you this if you buy it for ten days it'll yeah, cost you yeah. less like yeah. park tickets. Yeah. Okay. So um, number five was also connected to dining. So number four was no Disney dining plan available at the moment. Watch this space. But number five was uh, the, the reservation window for ADRs or advanced dining reservations has changed significantly. It was 180 days in the past. It is now 60 days. So that makes quite a difference. Um, mm. You, If you want to get into a popular restaurant like Be Our Guests or... Um, Tony's. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or Be Our Guests. California or, Grill. You know, yeah. You know, you, you've really got to be hot on it. Um, so just be aware of that. It is it is now sixty days, and um, you probably want to be probably want to be quite sharp putting a reminder in your calendar and figuring out when the lanes open or when the when the booking window opens so that you can get straight on there. And they and send better. you an email. You get a you get a prompt, do you? Yeah, they sent me an email the day before. They were like, "Are you ready?" <laughs> and is, it, is it still the same that you can book the first 10 days of your trip? Yeah, the first day plus 10. And then after yeah. that, it's just every other day after that. Yeah, so that is something that's really worth remembering because that is that can be that can be a lifesaver. Just another so thing. When, you know, when they'll come and stay, sorry. No, go ahead, Nick. No, I was gonna say just one other thing that I think is a, a bit of a rude awakening to people that are going to America for the first time, especially not just Disney World, is if you are having a sit-down meal 
So not a quick serve meal, which is where you kind of go to the counter and they give you your food on a train, you find somewhere to eat, but you actually sit down in the restaurant and get waited on. Um, America is a huge uh, tipping country. They expect tips. Um, it's it's seen as rude to not tip um, unless there's a specific reason why, like you've had abysmal service, like the food was awful, but obviously you should always bring that up before the event. Obviously not before the food's come out. You won't know the food's awful until it's come out. But um, but yeah, tipping culture is huge and you're looking between really 15 to 20% as a minimum um, on on your food. So that can and i mean that was that was the same with the dining plan your food was free but you know you were expected to tip um obviously you don't yeah, have it was that. a standard 18% tip okay i did to the bill that you had to pay um not with the first iteration of the dining plan the first iteration you actually were given the tip as well but um that pretty soon caught on to that so so yeah but i mean that hasn't changed pre and post covid i mean that's no it's always been it's, that way and i think i think we're gonna have a lot of people going for the first time now because of covid yeah. as well you know the fact that yeah it's made people kind of like think well i've, I've not done this yet and you know i'd, I'd hate not to, you mm-hmm. know, to wait another 10 years to do it so let's do it now um, so if it, you know, if yeah. you are going and you've not experienced that before, get prepared for that because yeah. that can, you know, if you're going for an expensive meal, you know, if you're paying two hundred dollars for a meal, then you're looking at another forty dollars on top um, ish mm-hmm. for a yeah. tip. So it, it's just those things to uh, to be aware of mm-hmm. because that does yeah. add up. To quite a lot quite quickly and if you haven't factored that in uh it's going to be a bit of a, a shock for you so yeah. yeah yeah so just to recap then number one was the park reservation system number two was the changes to the extra magic hours number three was genie plus and individual attraction selection number four was no dining plan number five was the reservation change the window change from 180 days to 60 days I got a couple of honourable mentions as well. Um, Nick, you mentioned about quick service dining. Um, there is a lot of quick service dining now that is done through the mobile app, the My Disney Experience app, where you can pre-order even your quick service meals, and that is something that um, I think it kicked off before COVID, but not long before COVID started, and has become more common and more popular and i think some of the some of the wait times can be affected at the quick service restaurants by by mobile ordering so again if you're gone and you haven't been for a while or you've never been it's something to be aware of make sure you get that my disney experience app before you go sign up for your account because you'll use it for lots of these things like genie plus and mobile ordering and wait times and other things um and the other thing that again it, it launched before COVID, but not that long before COVID. So for a lot of people, it'll be the first time. And that's the Skyliner, um, which, you know, does make a bit of a difference in terms of moving around. Um, You know, it's worth researching that. It's another transport option in addition to buses. And obviously there are resorts which are on the Skyliner line, like Art of Animation, Pop Century, Caribbean Beach, uh, Riviera. And all the uh, Epcot resorts uh, are all adjacent to the Skyliner station. 
Uh, so it is a good option for getting from Epcot to the studios back again. And it's, it's just something that uh, wasn't there a couple of years ago, 2019. I think it started up around September 2019. So for most people, you know, who haven't been since then, they won't have experienced that. We were it's also something you guys, like to make a little... Oh, other... sorry. Hmm? Sorry, Kate. I was just going to make a joke. It's also a place to make a little bit of extra cash because if you get stuck on there for over an hour, they give you a gift card. <laughs> I, having having been on it, Kate, you don't want to get stuck on it for an hour. Uh, well, unless oh, you're in the station still. Yeah, well, yeah. So, so <laughs> it can get a bit swingy if you're not moving. So You were on it opening day, Nick. I was, I was watching the video today. Yeah, it was on it opening day. That was just... Uh, more luck than judgment that wasn't planned but um yeah exciting exciting stuff it's, it's definitely a um it's definitely a good addition in terms of of transportation because obviously um you know it's, it's quite if it's working properly it's very quick it's very efficient don't have to worry about traffic um don't have to worry about being on a stuffy bus and push chairs and stuff it's uh yeah it's it's, it's good Okay, so that was the list. Unless you guys have got any other things that you think have changed significantly since in the last two years since Cost. COVID. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, change yeah. now. Yeah. Cost. Uh, the fact that planes don't leave from all the places they used to leave to. Although I did see mm-hmm. um, there is some rumours, Mister D, that uh, Virgin are going to be going back to Gatwick next year. See and- that on YouTube today. Yeah. Yeah, that would be great. And it looks like, it looks, I was going to say, I thought I saw a BA direct flight as well. Mm. But it was very, very expensive. I don't, I don't, so I don't know if BA are going to move any flights back to to Gatwick. But yeah, it'd be great if Virgin came back for sure. Mm. It'll be interesting. Yeah. Um, but no, I'm actually quite, I'm actually quite surprised because for me, all the flights have moved, as, as you just mentioned, from Gatwick to Heathrow. But the prices are actually still pretty good. Um, they, they don't. I, I thought the prices would be horrendous. They're not. Still around five hundred quid, um, which is which is pretty decent, really, for a direct flight. You know, not much different from pre-COVID, which I'm really surprised about. I thought the airlines would be trying to claw that money back. I'm not yeah. encouraging them. Yeah, if you if you're listening, they would have cheaper with the charge of BA. <laughs> how how was um how was your flight escape? Because you booked uh, your separate, didn't you? Well, yeah, we booked with Aer Lingus and we booked direct to Orlando because they fly direct to Orlando from Dublin twice a week. Um, mm. So we planned our holiday around when they had direct flights because I wasn't doing the stop because <laughs> I just did not want to. Um, and we booked ours while the pandemic was still on, like as in like no one was flying anywhere. And I think ours were like five something each in euro mm-hmm. so altogether mm-hmm. it was like 1100 and something um and then yeah, we're after getting um special pandemic epidemic travel insurance as well with allianz and their lingus together and that was 77 euro each which actually isn't that bad yeah. considering the fact that no one ever wants to insure you to go to america yeah <laughs> yeah i mean the thing, that's, that's that, that's actually that is something that should be mentioned as well as today is travel insurance. I mean, obviously, yeah. uh, for people that were kind of caught in the pandemic, and I knew someone who flew out on the the day that they closed the borders to Orlando, <laughs> and then had to wait ten days to get a flight home because they were overbooked. 
um, you know, having travel insurance is is key. And look at what you're getting. I mean, you can get some really, and I've got really cheap travel insurance before to go to Orlando, mm-hmm. which kind of covers the basics, covers like yeah. healthcare and stuff like that. Um, I think I, pre, you know, pre-COVID and everything like that, I think I paid last time about 15, 20 quid or something. But, yeah. um, you know, if you if you get any damaged luggage, if you, you know, anything gets lost or stolen, if you fall mm. ill, um, it's it's these things that if you don't have insurance for, um, it's going to really impact you uh, financially and just cause you yeah. even more stress. So uh, it, it's always mm-hmm. advisable. I mean, I, I know that the airlines always tell you you should get insurance and they try and see their own, but pl- please, if you're taking trips anywhere, do get some insurance, even if it's relatively yeah. basic. I would say especially Anybody. now to really look at the finer detail because we went away before we bought the Aer Lingus one we went away and we were like are they conning us like can we actually get insurance cheaper than this but Allianz themselves don't offer insurance that includes pandemic and epidemic cover themselves they only do it with Aer Lingus and that was like in big yellow writing on the Aer Lingus website it was like includes pandemic and epidemic and then all the other ones on the Allianz website didn't they were like, this does not include pandemic cover. We were like, well, then we don't want that. <laughs> yeah. Why would I? Why would I buy that? Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. I think it's essential. You know, pandemic or not pandemic, it's, it's essential to have decent travel insurance, especially you know if you're traveling to somewhere like America where medical care costs are, are very very high. Really you don't, scary. you know, yeah. you don't want to be in that situation. So. Not, not at all. Yeah, good one. Good one. Right. Let us go and leave the parks and go and have a look at what's happening on uh, Disney Plus. I mean, look, it's not going to just be a complete Disney Plus segment, right? But, I mean, that is basically what Disney wanted to talk about. So we will cover that. Um, I wanted to start off, though, with some more news that came out today. Two bits of news. Uh, the first one is for all everybody that's not a Patreon and he's listening to this on Wednesday. Uh, the Spider-Man Far From Home. No. What's it no. called? Spider-Man Caught in Madness. Uh, what? Spider-Man. I, d- I don't know. No Way Home. No Way Home. Spider-Man yeah. 3. Spider-Man. Yeah, no, 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 no. Please. Let's let's pretend there was never a Spider-Man 3 in any context. <laughs> Even though this is the third one of a trilogy. Um, I like Spider-Man 3. Yeah, of course you do, Craig. <laughs> There's always one. There's always one. Um... So yes, the the final trailer for uh, No Way Home is out on Wednesday. No Way Home, um, so it's gonna, excited! It's gonna get. So there's a there's a fan event, I believe, in LA tomorrow, um, which is where this is going to be debuted, apparently. But publicly, it will not be released uh, until Wednesday. And look, it'll be on TikTok within thirty seconds. <laughs> and this right, so this is why I'm saying it right. You could watch a really crappy like copy of it on TikTok from somebody's phone with a really shit recording or wait a few more hours and see the proper thing in, in full HD. So that's what I'd advise you to do. Wait till Wednesday. Um, but it is coming. Um, but also, uh, they announced today, not sure why, but I'm not going to argue with them, uh, that Spider-Man uh, No Way Home is coming out in the UK and Ireland on the 15th of December, uh, which is two days earlier than uh, it comes out in the rest of the world. So excited! So, I don't know yeah. when. I can't really remember when this whole thing changed. Where 
the UK and Ireland got it before literally everyone else, but I'm really loving it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, um, it happened. It happened with a few Marvel films um, in the early days. Like I want to say, uh, Iron Man even came out a week before America, um, but not every film does. Like a lot of them come out same day and date, but hmm. quite frequently now. Like I remember the last two Star Wars films came out on the Thursday in the UK but didn't come out until Friday in the US. And then sometimes they get released a day early in Ireland and then they come out in UK the next day as well. I don't know what, it's really weird sometimes. Yeah, very, very bizarre. So all I'm telling you is that there will be a podcast on the 15th of December I've seen Spider-Man to ruin it for everybody (laughs) that's not. Hey, look, if you listen to that, that's your problem. I'm not. <laughs> I can't it will be, be very blatant. <laughs> it won't be, yeah, won't be, be hidden. It won't be. Are we all going to watch the trailer? Yeah. Um. I feel like I already know what's going to happen in this movie. I've seen the pictures, whether I wanted to or not. Like they, you scroll and they come up. Like it's, mm. it's very difficult to hide from them if you're on social media. At this point, I'm like, yeah, show me, show me the trailer. Because they, they put the, the the cover out last week, didn't they? And when you zoom in on the cover, there's a big spoiler in it. You know, well, it says TM for Toby Maguire. No. <laughs> that's that's trademark, Craig. Do you mean the goblin? Yeah, the stuff like that. Just yeah, but the goblin. I, like, I, I sort of I knew he was going to be in it anyway because I've read all the articles. But he was in the second trailer, though. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were all in the second trailer. Everyone that's in the poster was in the trailer in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, Yeah. but you get COVID and you forget shit like that. And then (laughs) the poster comes out and you're like, oh, little bit sad. Little bit of the film chipped away. You know, what's going to be in this trailer? Tobey Maguire dancing. Do you know what I mean? I've heard heard just to mess with everyone's head, uh, Tobey Maguire's not going to be in the trailer, but Tom Cruise's Jerry Maguire. Is instead going to appear and blow everybody's mind. Um, I hope that he is. May or may not be true. Um, so here's the thing. Like, obviously, you know, as excited, I, I'm as excited as Kate is to see a trailer. I'm so excited. And I'm sure we're all excited. But I'm also going to see Ghostbusters on Saturday. Oh, um, man, I want to see that too. <laughs> <laughs> and so, but, the, but the thing is, it's, it's you know, not only is it you know sony's second biggest film of the year um but it's obviously gonna have the the spider-man uh, trailer attached so it's like you well, want to wait do you want to wait even more yeah, see it on the big screen that's what i mean you know i mean yeah okay so i'll be seeing it like four days late or whatever but i'll be able to enjoy it properly in the way that it's intended rather than what i would be doing which is you know stopping work and watching it on my laptop <laughs> which uh is fine but yeah, so I, th- I think I think I might hold out a few a few extra days, but um, it's going to be very difficult for you to not yeah. see what's in it. You'll get it spoiled. Yeah. You may as well just watch yeah, it. There's no, there's, no, there's no spoilers for me. Unless like, you stick your head in a paper bag for yeah, three days. I, I don't. I don't. You see... need a big paper bag with that head. Like like <laughs> like Kate has said, there's been so much that's been you know so many screenshots, which you know some. Are, are likely to be fake others look completely genuine um i don't think it's gonna be i don't think it's going to be because all spoils. the interviews and everything have started coming out now it's almost uh, as if the, the, this is the biggest film in the history of films and the worry that it's not going to be amazing so now all the interviews are coming out it's, it's, 
Spider-Man's girlfriend was getting interviewed the other day, and you're like, I didn't need to know that. Do you mean Zendaya? She has, is that who you're talking about? No, Spider-Man one girlfriend. Yes. I uh, Kirsten, how, how were you Kirsten Dunst. Yeah, Kirsten Dunst, yeah. 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 She's been interviewed about Spider-Man's being in this. Girlfriend. Yeah, she, he's had like three. <laughs> yeah. Four. She doesn't have really. that many. He doesn't sleep around Spider-Man. You know, he's a, he's a straight-laced type of guy. But, like, and I didn't need he, to know that. Doesn't he doesn't eat his old girlfriends, though. Isn't that what spiders do? And I see, right you, you've got it. You've got it wrong. It's the, it's the female right. species. It's a female, yeah. Okay. Yeah, close though. Are you talking about something different now? No, <laughs> no, not at all. Let's talk more about spiders eating stuff. Um, no, but it, it's very exciting. That it, I'm very glad that we're going to be getting uh, it a little bit early. Um, and and to to your point, Craig, it's interesting. I think the hype is so so um, high for this film that. And it's you know it's a huge film still being released during a pandemic. There's mm-hmm. every chart that I th- I personally think the problem they've got now with them releasing it at Christmas is not the fact that it's Christmas. It's not the fact that it's COVID. It's the fact that at COVID is is taking grip again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. Our, and, yeah, and we've yeah. seen we've seen in Europe already this week. You know countries starting to impose lockdowns again. Um, mm is that to get things open again for Christmas? We're not doing anything. Does that mean we're going to be locked down at Christmas? Do you know what That's I mean? There's so many unsurprising. Barriers. Just put that in there. <laughs> unsurprising that you're not uh, doing anything. What, from, from the UK government? Yeah, of course yeah. it is. Yeah. No one saw that coming. <laughs> not you um, personally. I assume you're yeah, doing look, well. <laughs> look, look, can I just, can I just <laughs> confirm that none of us uh, involved in this podcast agree with the UK government on almost anything? <laughs> not the current one anyway. <laughs> Just, you know, because he's an absolute bumbling idiot. Um, and as Kate said earlier on, um, we, of course, celebrated um, on the 12th of November, Disney Plus Day. Um, I, um, I, I, at the start of the morning, I sent everybody a nice message to, you know, wish everybody a happy Disney Plus Day. Um, there was nothing under my Disney Plus tree. Very disappointing. Uh, I was hoping for some gifts. Um but but there you go. But Disney did try and provide some gifts for for people on Disney Plus Day. Um, we got a lot of uh, new footage and announcements and and previews, and some were good, and some were absolutely a complete waste of time. So let's go through some. Um, did anybody see the Obi Wan Kenobi preview? No. No, because really? you guys said it was boring, so I didn't bother. Yes. Did you, <laughs> did, you see, did you see it, Mister D? No, no, I, 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 yeah, I did, I did see, I did, it did come up on YouTube, but I avoided it. On, um, on Disney Plus, they added a little section on the front mm-hmm. screen that said like upcoming previews or yeah. coming soon's or something, um, and that's where some of this stuff was, Craig. Um, uh, but they released okay. a, a one-minute video of uh, Obi Wan Kenobi, which consisted of um, Ewan McGregor talking. Um, and then uh, illustrations and um, clips from previous appearances of him in Star Wars films, and, and absolutely nothing of this new one. So that was uh, oh. a real good. I, it lasted a minute, and I felt cheated of a minute of my life. Mm. <laughs> absolutely disappointing. I'm glad not, I avoided it. Yeah, not as cheated as the pics are. We'll come on to that. Announcement. We'll come on oh, to that. My Don't worry. Goodness me. Um, we also had a, a Marvel one which was similar 
in some ways. At least we saw footage of the shows, though. So I'll give them that. Um, so there was, a, I think, about a 12-minute Marvel reel. But the last minute of that had actually yeah. upcoming projects. Everything else was like, this is all the stuff you've seen before. Um, so we saw Oscar Isaac um, as Moon Knight for the first time. Um, we also saw some clips from uh, She-Hulk and Miss Marvel, um, all of which will be launching on Disney Plus next year. Um, the She-Hulk one got me, because why have, why have you got a 70s banner? Yeah, that is, that's the thing I couldn't work out either. I'm guessing it's some kind of like subversive thing like WandaVision, where it's not why actually is, real. Why is his arm better? Another good question. Another good question. Is it even in this universe now? That's you know what I mean. Wow. Um, we also got a um, a preview announcement of Disenchanted, the uh, the upcoming sequel to Enchanted. Did you did you see this, Kate? Uh, no, I actually didn't see a lot of. I actually felt kind of overwhelmed by how much they released, and I think okay. I started looking at stuff, and then I was like, "It's too many. It's too many things. Well, uh, <laughs> too many to, things with nothing attached to them." It was like, "Here's right. a name. Here's another name. Names." This is, yeah, this is this is the problem. Like to me, so they they ha- they release a short video with um, Amy Adams and um, uh, McDreamy. What's his name? Uh, Robert. What? No, what's his name? No. Patrick Dempsey. Amy McDreamy. Steve, Steve McDreamy. Um, it basically no, I, was just like, it's coming. Yeah. <laughs> but, the, but the way he did it was like, oh, we are so glad to tell you that uh, Disenchanted is coming. It's like, yeah, we know. They announced like, it two years as, ago. They're that's filming also it. not as if they've been filming. They were filming in Ireland for months and people went to the set on their weekends off. Right. So why, like... <laughs> why, why make it seem like this is an amazing new piece of information that's only been announced today like it was just just bizarre. and a lot of the stuff that they announced on disney plus day felt like that here's something mm. you already knew was coming but we're going to mm. pretend like you never heard of it before or that we'd never made a formal announcement which you had um, i suppose is it try to is it trying to grab people who aren't weirdos and know everything <laughs> and are just trying to like catch on to the Disney Plus lives. day and like social medias are like, oh, it's Disney Plus day. They put all the things Disney are releasing because like uh, people like when the Disenchanted started filming in Ireland, I had people texting me months after they'd finished filming and I had already been to visit the set that were like, did you know they're filming this? And I was like, yeah, they're, they're gone. It's done. It, it's done. <laughs> so I'm like, I think there's people out there who don't know these things exist. And this is what they were trying to grab onto. Yeah, po- possibly. You're possibly right. Uh, I suppose it's a hard balance because you've got diehard people like, yes, can you, can you just tell us something we didn't already yeah. know? <laughs> and as you say, these people that had no idea stuff was happening and it's like, oh, that's exciting. Mm. Um, we got a first um, on-set picture of Hocus Pocus 2, Electric Boogaloo. Um, they all look younger than they did in 1993. Right? I was, I thought they'd shown the wrong photo. Yeah. I had At- to go looking for one of those like side-by-side ones. Li- like, Technology's moved on a lot since, since the last film, though. They're doing it like the Irishman. Um, I mean, the only way you can tell is um, Kathy uh, Jimmy, it, like is, is slightly smaller than she was back in 93. That's it. Mm. That's the only change. Yeah. Um, 
basically they've got some top surgeons in Hollywood. I think that's uh, what we can gather from there. CGI, I think. Well, that CGI as well. overlay. Um, the most exciting news for me, the thing that got me most excited um, during the absolute ton of Marvel announcements that they released on Disney Plus Day, um, is the fact that um, we're getting uh, X Men '97, which is a continuation of one of the great animated series of all time and the reason I got into comic books X-Men from 92 why it's called X-Men 97 I'm still trying to work out I haven't seen the first 86 I'm catch up <laughs> yeah a lot, lot to catch up um, mm. I mean X-Men did end in 1997 that was the, the year the last season aired but the first season aired in 92 and Marvel did a spin-off comic book a year or two ago where they basically made the comic books look like the cartoon series and called that X-Men 92 as like a continuation of the the cartoon. This is what would have happened had the cartoon continued kind of thing. So I, I don't know why they've gone to 97. But anyway, very exciting because I love that show and most of the cast are coming back for it as well. Um, we saw uh, a picture from Secret Invasion of Nick Fury looking uh, a bit more grizzled and more scarred than when we last saw him. Um, we uh, got uh, some drawings from, and this is what Craig was alluding to, uh, Cars on the Road. Oh, mate, mate. <laughs> you watch the Marvel thing, and like you say, it was 14 minutes, 12-minute recap, two minutes of new stuff. And then, oh, you're excited. Okay, let's get up to the Pixar one. And it's the new head of Pixar who was like cardboard. <laughs> Don't and he's you dare to be... insult Pete Doctor, you bastard. And and he's literally trying to be a vlogger. Like, he's trying to be hip with the kids. Yeah. And, and then he, he interviews two people who just walk off on him. And there's no footage of anything. There's, car, there's, there's pencil drawings of stuff. And then he nicks a cookie and gets off. And I was like, resign. Just resign. You're a joke. You're a joke. And Pixar's irrelevant. I mean, I mean, Kate, I can hear you're very excited about the announcement of Cars on the Road. But can I just say, firstly, <laughs> right, why is it called Cars on the Road? They're literally they're always, always on the road. <laughs> yeah, they live on the fucking road. Like, yeah, I could do a whole podcast on cars and why it's shit. I love cars and will always love cars. No Even matter what too. tripe, no matter, we don't talk about cars, Steve. No matter what tripe <laughs> they bring out about cars, I will love it. I'm, I'm just looking at the Hocus Pocus, which is the one on the left, looks like she's had a stroke. But no, that's, that's, that's because like she gets hit with a frying pan and her face stuck. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, she's Maybe, meant to look like that. Yeah. Uh, it's an artistic you... choice. Yes, okay, yeah. far. Um, I, my highlight watching that Pixar thing with my family was when they went to the Cars on the Road bit. My wife's like, well, what's his real name? And I went, it's Larry the Cable Guy. It's like, no, but what's his real name? I, he, he's Larry the Cable Guy. And he's he doesn't even Larry sound the like guy. the truck. We did when he did The Voice. Did he? Yeah. Ish. No. Um, it was shocking. Yeah. I mean, look, when 
the the biggest problem for me with Who this and tires what who makes a combustion engine that's inside them? No, you can't. You can't. You can't do that. You can't, Craig. You just can't do that, right? You just have to take it for what it is, okay? Who makes, you, who makes you the can't, tires? You Why can't. did they have cafes and restaurants? You the can't thing, deconstruct it. You just can't. The thing, <laughs> the, the thing that annoyed me the most about Disney Plus Day in general, as as who Kate's builds earlier, the car parks? The park. Shut it. up, Craig. They do. They do. The whole with th- what, the thing that tires. annoyed me. The thing that annoyed me the most about Disney Plus Day is the fact that, like Kate said. They had this big whole thing in the parks about, oh, it's Disney Plus Day and look at all the stuff that we're doing and, and this, that and the other. But when you actually dig down into what they put out for Disney Plus Day uh, on the Disney Plus service, nothing. it was off Like, there was nothing to see. You li- you had about three, four minutes worth of, of new content of everything that was going on. It was it was just ridiculous. Um they released another trailer for Hawkeye, which is po- I, I've not watched it. I'm not going to because the series debuts in like two weeks. Same, same. What's it's too point? close. Yeah, it's not needed. Uh, we mentioned Miss Marvel, but I'm very excited by Miss Marvel. Um, what's Old Man Willow going to look like? The, uh, you can watch the preview. That's that was actually one of the better things on Disney Plus Day was Warwick Davis talking to the cast of the new Willow show. That was actually pretty good. Um, Never seen Willow. Well, we'll we'll make that change. Uh, Miss Marvel looks quite good. My daughter's very excited because uh, she's been reading the Miss Marvel comics. Uh, Right, good woman. Uh, What If uh, Season 2, we knew it was coming, but they they confirmed that. Um, I Am Groot, which again had already kind of been pre-announced. Echo, which is a spin-off from Hawkeye, which is weird. Why announce a spin-off from Hawkeye before Hawkeye's been shown? Spoiler (laughs) alert. Uh, they also Loki two, uh, Loki season two was officially announced. Uh, yeah, you announced that at the end of Loki season one. Yeah, it's you literally said, in the last that. episode. You said that you were like, "We'll be yeah. back." <laughs> um, we're getting uh, Wonder Vision spinoff in Agatha House of Harkness, which I did especially pop for because uh, I love Agatha. Well, I love um, Catherine Hahn, but. Um, a new Spider-Man animated series called Freshman Year, um, Ironheart, which is uh, a kind of, I suppose, spin-off of Iron Man. And isn't Freshman Year supposed to be set in between the films? Uh, I don't know, because the animation looked very 60s, so I don't know. Could I be. asked Ed, and Ironheart is apparently a girl who either he can't remember, he can't, he can't, couldn't remember either steals Iron Man's tech or does something else with Iron Man, and then basically becomes Iron Man but a girl. Yeah, the superpower is ironing. Jesus Christ! Uh, it's the second. It's the second one. Oh, thank okay. you. Yeah, because he was like, mm, it's one of them. Um, there was uh, we got this was a new announcement because I hadn't heard this before. Marvel Zombies is getting an animated spin-off after the I'm What If episode. That. I think that would be fun. Uh, it was one of my uh, my favorite episodes of What If, which I wasn't expecting. Yeah. So I thought there was going to be a second episode of that, and yeah. then when there wasn't, I was really sad. Yeah. Um, a documentary was released on the day um, under the helmet, the Legacy of Boba Fett. Uh, which I haven't watched yet, but I will do. Um, there was no, considering they've got a few things in the pipeline for Star Wars, there was no um, 
there, there was nothing, no footage shown of things like Andor um, or Ashoka. So that was uh, a bit weird. Um, there was a new Luca short, if you wanted more Luca. Ciao, uh, Alberto. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, watched it. It was nice. Nice little short. Yeah, it, 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 it was what it was. Um, yeah, and um, the Olaf stuff. I like the Olaf stuff. I watched all that. Yeah, the I mean, it's short and sweet. Um, yeah. I think I think they shouldn't. I think they all last about the same amount of time, and I think some of them should have lasted a bit longer. A little bit longer, a little bit longer. I feel like they yeah. skipped over some important bits, but obviously, like I know they obviously had limits, and I assume the animators animated other stuff, and we're halfway there, and they were like, "Nah, not important." Yeah, I, it was it was fun. I mean, if you um, they're all individual, but if you scroll down to the bottom, you can watch them as one kind of like mini movie without having to skip episodes. That was quite that's quite a good feature. Um, mentioned willow um they did a little cast preview of that uh, predator. Chris... huh predator all right hang Cray. on hang on you film called Cray. I've got a list here craig uh hemsworth has got a new national geographic show called limitless with chris hemsworth uh spoiler alert right. he doesn't die whatever death defying stunts he doesn't die because obviously it's been filmed already uh, the Ice Age Adventures of Buckwild, a sequel to the Ice Age franchise, comes to Disney Plus on January 28th. It felt so unnatural, that one. I didn't like that one. Uh, I wasn't. I'm not a fan of the Ice Age franchise anyway. Um, Disney Plus's Cheaper by the Dozen reboot is going to launch in March 2022. I guess we're all uh, really excited about Woo! that one. Woo! Uh, sorry. <laughs> Tyra Wimpy Kids, uh, a new animated movie, is coming out on the 3rd of December. Uh, uh, has potential to be good, now to be fair. Tyra Wimpy Kid is a great series. Okay, I've not seen the films. I've not read the books. I was the wrong age for those, so I'll take your word for it. Um, <laughs> no, no, I'm not... Like, I wasn't right. the right age for them either, but they're very good. Uh, for, the, for the age that they're aimed at, Tyra Wimpy Kid is very good. Okay. <laughs> that makes it slightly worse, though. <laughs> Um, <laughs> the the Beatles get back. Craig, that one's for you. Comes out on the twenty fifth of November, so not long to go. Um, re- release those a few days apart from each other. Um, the Proud Family, Louder and Prouder, a reboot of uh, the two thousand Disney Channel series, is coming out in February twenty twenty two. Rescue Rangers got Andy Samberg and John Mulaney to tell us that they're doing the voices for the characters that we all knew they're doing the voices of the characters for. Uh, and Still No Footage comes out in spring of 2020. Two, um, a new musical film called Better Night Than Ever. I- I'm just reading. I'm not making this stuff up. Uh, starring Lisa <laughs> Kudrow <laughs> comes out spring 2022. Um, Pinocchio has been earmarked for fall of 2022. Uh, Welcome to Earth, a six-part National Geographic series debuts on the 8th of December, uh, which is going to be uh, starring Will Smith as he goes and discovers shit around the world. Um, February 18th, put that in your diaries, people, because that is a day we all get to watch Sneakerella, a modern-day spin involving sneakers of Cinderella. Um, I see one more iteration of Cinderella. 
I'm going to kill somebody. At least, at kill, least with this one, it's it's <laughs> it's gender it's gender reverse. So in this one, I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> the, the Cinderella this... story has literally the past two years between musicals featuring overhyped YouTubers who get over their lives between bad Amazon ones between uh, Netflix between Disney Plus everybody's Cinderella Cinderella there are so many other stories one write your own stories go for it go wild think of something new secondly Cinderella uh, like so many fairy tales that have yet to be discovered please go do one of those take Cinderella put her in the bin and leave her there for at least another 20 years but in this one Cinderella can piss standing up (laughs) She's never done that before. And on her trainers. On his yeah. trainers, even. Yeah. Um, I can't believe you were so so hurtful to carry Hope Fletcher. Please, please don't. <laughs> yeah, no, actually don't don't get me started on her either. Um High School Musical, the musical, the musical, which I know Craig is a big fan of. He's back for season three. Okay. Yes, Olivia yeah. Olivia Rodrigo's coming back to get her come up and is she? Is she coming back? I mean, she's a big star now. I know who she is, so therefore she's a bit... I've never watched High School Musical, The Musical, The Musical, The Musical, and yet I know who she is, so therefore she's a big star. She's outgrown this show. Um, we'll see. Oh, because I think they... I think they still... I think they get three years in high school, so this might be their last year. Right. I don't think they graduate... I don't think they graduated in the last season. I think they're doing Mamma Mia this season. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Pass me the noose. Um... The and a gun. The Spiderwick Chronicles uh, is coming to Disney Plus as a live action adaptation. Uh, previously, uh, going to be the next Harry Potter one film, and it flopped. So it'll be interesting to see what Disney do with it. Um, mm. Zootopia Plus is coming in twenty twenty two, a spin off from uh, the Zootopia film. Uh, it's going to be a short film series. Don't know what that means. Like, is it going to be short episodes? Is it going to be just a few episodes? Why is it called Zootopia Plus? It's a follow-up from Zootopia stick? Fast Pass. Yeah, exactly. I wish they would stop putting plus at the end of things. It's getting really difficult to follow. Every... <laughs> I think now, Kate, you're missing the point here. If you put plus at the end of it, you can charge more money for it. <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> call it Zootopia, the short form series. Well, I was talking to Craig just the other day, and I said to him, look, I know we just rebranded, but I think we should rebrand again. And um, from next year, we're going to be known as that uh, Disney theme park podcast plus. So yeah, mm. I think to... I think it's a good idea. Yeah, that's, that's a way forward. Good idea. That. Um, yeah. We also got some concept art from Tiana, which is not due out for another year, um, but that's going to be um, a animated spin-off from The Princess and the Bride. Why not um, Tiana Plus? The Princess and the Bride. Princess and the Bride. <laughs> it's because I love the Princess Bride so much. <laughs> I love, and you know what? You know what? We live in a society, Kate. Right? We're we're not in some draconian country, right? We we welcome princess and brides. And, oh and, no, and absolutely! It's and just grooms. not what the movie's called. <laughs> yeah. I'm not arguing with you on that. Um, I I love, uh, even though I can't remember what it's called. I love the princess and the frog. It's it's because Kate, I love the princess and the frog, but the princess bride is better. That's yeah, why I, got I have to agree with you. Um, as you wish. Um, but I am excited to see a Tiana spin-off. I'd love it to be traditionally animated. I can guarantee it will be some cheap crap animation, as they like to do. Um, but but there you go. And also, uh, they released a trailer for Baymax, 
which is a weird mm. spin-off from Big Hero 6. Which they've already like. had. So Well, well that, this is so if you see the trailer, this is why it confused me. Because it's a it's a spin-off from Big Hero 6, except for none of the characters from Big Hero 6 are in it other than Baymax. And, and it's just Baymax. Hero's yeah. Hero's aunt who he lives mm. with um and runs the like the coffee shop or whatever. But, but none of the none of the superheroes are, are in it, so uh a little bit odd. And of course, saving the best to last Disney Plus uh, day also gave us some other little things. There was a new Simpsons short, which is really, um, you know, three minutes of fun uh, where they kind of take the piss out of all the franchises that Disney own. That was quite good. Uh, we got season two, the first part, half of season two of The World According to Jeff Goldblum, um, which everybody should be forced to watch as a matter of principle. And of course, the biggest uh, reveal of all. Um, is that we got Home Sweet Home Alone, which I'm excited to let all our listeners know, um, especially those on Patreon, that that is going to be the film that we are going to watch uh, in December for our Christmas special episode of This After Dark at the Movies. Um, I've already seen it. It's going to be another uh, Christmas classic. Um and uh, if you haven't seen it, you, you need to go and watch it. It's, uh, is it's that wonderful. sarcasm? I haven't seen it yet. Is, is, it, is it good can without you hear, anything else? Is it good or is it Can bad? you hear sarcasm in my voice, Kate? Can you hear no, sarcasm? No, but that doesn't mean it's voice? not there. <laughs> well, if, it's, if you can't hear it, it's not there. All right, all right. All right. <laughs> it, it does look all right, to be fair, in the little advert. There you go. So we will be watching that. I just loved him so much in Jojo Rabbit that I'm like, come on, kid, you can do it. He's also he's also really good in um, oh Wolf Boy on Apple Plus. It's only a voice role because it's a cartoon, but um, you can hear it. Yeah, it's distinctive. He's lovely. Um, It's a good film. I mean, what I I will warn everybody though, having watched it, that um, uh, Ashley B, um, her accent does change throughout the film. Not ah, as bad fine. as traders made out, but I still I and the thing that frustrates me the most is I really like Ashley B, but when she defended Oh well the kid's English, what I'm supposed to not have an English accent. Yes, yes you are, because you don't have to have you don't have to have the same voice as the child. You don't have the same voice yeah. as the child. Do you know what I mean? That's a that's mm-hmm. a poor excuse. You know, if you if you've given birth to a child in England and you're from Ireland, you don't suddenly change your English accent. It's not how life works. Anyway. Um, so Very that's... strong opinion on that one, Nick. Well, yeah. I just think I just think uh, Ooh, there was no uh... need. She's got a lovely voice. She didn't need to change it. That's, that's what I'm saying. Um, but yeah, so Mr. D, Craig, Kate, if you want to join us at Home Sweet Home Alone, get it in your diaries, get it watched. We will discuss it in December mm-hmm. for Patreon. Okay, so look, here's the truth. Home Sweet Home Alone is possibly one of the worst films I've ever watched. And I've seen the Kim Possible live-action movie. I can't begin to explain how bad Home Sweet Home Alone is, but I feel it's essential that I get the rest of the team to actually watch it for our Patreon episode because of how bad it is. Um, And I already know Craig's going to love it. It's obvious, right? But it is generally absolutely awful and it was really hard when kate tried to like ask me if I, there was sarcasm in my voice because 
Yes, absolutely. And the only reason I'm doing this is because I know most of the guys listening uh, who are on the podcast aren't going to listen to this message. So it's fine. But yeah, Home Sweet Home Alone is absolutely awful. It, what I would suggest is that you do watch it knowing that because you almost have to see it to realise how bad it is and how misjudged it is. Um, but I really feel it's going to make one hell of a cracking episode on Patreon. So look, you know what? If you hear us talk about Patreon and you don't like the idea that we, we do this stuff, it's fine. I get it. But you know what? Subscribe to one month. You can cancel at any time. Once you've subscribed, you don't have to keep doing it for, you know, months on end. You can just do the one month. Do it for December. A Christmas present from you to us. And you'll be able to get to hear what people have to say about Home Sweet Home Alone. Because, as I said, I hope it makes a cracking episode because it is awful. Anyway, back to the show. Um... And that is literally it, unless there's anything else from anyone else. That's how I feel reading off that list, Mr. Day. Gee, I, I yeah. think I'd forgotten how much crap they'd announced on Friday. Isn't it mad how long that list is, and yet how little information there is on it? Yes. Did you mention the Predator <laughs> film? Yes. <laughs> I didn't mention the Predator film. There was, new Predator, there, there was three films announced for Hulu. That's why that's why it's not on the list, Craig, because it's, it's for um, and it's uh, it's named after, in my opinion, uh, MC Hammer's um, best best song. I was going to say um, take that best song. Uh, well, it, well, equally, equally, yeah. it is is both MC Hammer's and Taylor's best songs potentially. Um, maybe the Predators do a mashup dance halfway through. Oh, that'd be glorious. I That's hope a so. Spinal cords out. Yeah, that that would be quite beautiful. Um, especially to to uh, take that version of Prey, because uh, it's a it's lot raining. more. Uh, you, you... Got fake coats on. No, <laughs> that's that's Babe. You're getting your videos confused. Why are we oh even discussing? Why am I? If anyone I else discussing... is incredibly confused, just so you know, you're not alone. <laughs> that's that's what we aim. That's what we aim for here. Um, there is a new Predator film. So it, well, it's a new film in the world of Predator, uh, and it's just called Prey. Prey. And gotcha. uh, if gotcha. you, you've you. got to you've got to pray just to make it today, and this film is going to be set in the same. Uh, well, it's, it's gonna have it's gonna have the same predators that we we kind of are, are used to, but um, in this film, it's actually set. I think is it like a hundred years or so in the past, yeah, or something. Like it's it's set it's set well before the original Predator film from the eighties. Um, so it's a different time period and how they deal with the threat of um, the the predators from uh, the Predator uh, franchise. Um, and it's Ooh. already I've not even seen a trailer. It's already better than the last attempt they did at a Predator film without seeing any footage because it, it literally can't be any worse than that. So, I don't think um, I've ever seen a Predator movie. What? Uh, yeah. the, the last one was apps. I remember going to cinema to see that opening day and it was the big disappointment of that year, I think. Yeah. Just watch the original and stop there. Yeah. Uh, two. Can't do. Can't do. Two. Same one is okay and in fact the second one um there's some indication that 
the predators have been in America since about a hundred years before the nineteen nineties. Oh well, there you go. Um, but uh, yeah, really, just watch the first one and just stop. We're done. Okay. I mean, the the original Kate has got um, Apollo Creed and Jesse the Body Ventura and Arnold wow. Schwarzenegger. What what more? What more nothing. could you want? Absolutely yeah. none. <laughs> um, oh, and also um, December third at Die Hard comes to Disney Plus. So Christmas is saved. Oh. The ultimate Christmas yep. film is coming to Disney+. Oh my Plus, god, I can finally time. watch it. I can't find anywhere to bloody watch it. This is this is the problem a lot of people have had over the last few years. Is is It's not been available to stream on, on any major platform. So, yeah, Disney+, Plus, 3rd of December, fill your boots. Um, I can stream it on my major platform anytime I like. It's called a DVD. All right, all right. All right, granddad. <laughs> your physical media. I remember when the... <laughs> Look, the thing is, whilst I would like to also um, attend the ribbing of, of Mr. D here about owning DVDs still, DVDs was the only way the other week I could get to watch King Kong Lives. So yeah. there's something to be said for physical media. I can't just stream King yeah. Kong Lives uh, anywhere. Um, nope. Probably for good reasons, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Just just in case anyone, I, I've talked about King Kong Lives before, but in case anyone is not aware, King Kong Lives is the sequel to the seventy uh, sixth version of King Kong, where um, it starts That's a at the really end of bad it. One. No, seventy six is fine, um, but but what happens in King Kong Lives is it starts at the end of the film where he's been shot off the uh, the twin towers and he's obviously dying in the streets of New York. And they go and rescue him and give him, I'm not even making this up, the world's biggest heart transplant. (laughs) And that's how it starts. Um, Beautiful, beautiful stuff. Um, Right. um, We'll wrap this episode up because, you know, otherwise I'm just going to spoil the rest of King Kong Lives for people. So uh, thank you very much for listening. Um, Thank you, Kate, for uh, coming on. It's been really great to have you. you. Shame that you're never going to come on another episode of our podcast after this one. Uh, Your choice. uh, Your choice, not ours. (laughs) Mental trauma. (laughs) Um, But no, thank you. Thank you for joining us. And uh, thank you, of course, Craig, Mr. D, as well. Uh, We will be back. Jesus Christ. It's going to be December, I think, now. Mm. Oh, no. Maybe we're back at the end of November. It's a funny month. I I don't even know. It is a funny month. It's like four and a million weeks long. Ah, right. Okay. So, actually, we'll be back at the end of November (laughs) with another episode (laughs) of this podcast. Uh, But until then, uh, thank you and goodbye. Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. Bye. Merry Christmas. Jesus Christ. <laughs> this podcast is a that production and part of the After Dark Podcast Network. <laughs>